This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. That it is. And uh, update is brought to you by Fair and Farrah. Welcome back, Jill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How was your cruise? It was awesome. We had so much fun. Yeah? Did you go fishing? I did not go fishing. Uh, I did go swim in a lagoon for a while. Nice. That was fun. Did you climb the waterfall? There was no waterfall. Oh. Did you um, swim with the pigs? There were no pigs either. Um, did you feed the local wildlife? No. There wasn't wildlife to feed. Did you do one of those rock climbing uh, things? Jill doesn't do anything. There was no rock climbing to do. Jill, Jill, does no, Jill doesn't do anything dangerous. Jet skis. No, I didn't. Now, no. her husband, I, on the I, other I, hand. Oh, jeez, that was a mess yesterday. Snorkeling? God, I, I almost <laughs> did the snorkeling, and I almost did the jet skis, but my husband wouldn't go on the jet skis with me. I love jet skis. He wouldn't do it, though. Why? I don't know. saw that movie Open Water, where they're just stuck in the water. I want to do the jet skis. I don't know. I this wanted to. It's my favorite thing to do. Me, too. I love jet skis. I was going to do it. That's weird. He didn't want to do it. But no, he got hit in the face with a softball yesterday. Split his face open. We were in the ER yesterday getting 10 stitches. That was super fun. As soon as you get off the boat, that's nice. All right. You guys didn't play softball on the boat, though? <laughs> All right. Former President Donald Trump was interviewed by Univision. You would expect Univision being very extremely liberal and, you know. Um, Is it liberal, Univision? Oh, I don't speak Spanish. Spanish. I have no idea. Hell yeah. But it's also known for its weather girls. Oh. oh so that's why he said yeah. Telemundo times two. Gotcha. Yeah, Telemundo too. They have the, uh, the weather hotties. Wow, I didn't realize Univision was such a liberal network. I didn't either. My husband used to work That's for Univision. Thing. I didn't know it was liberal. Well, Univision is, is um, yeah, it's there's a lot of propaganda on there. Anyway, look, Univision actually did a fair interview with Donald Trump. I thought the questions were good. Unlike Kristen Welker, who was one of the um, moderators on the last Republican debate, who is an extreme left whack job, who's just dying to get an anchor job somewhere. I think she's on MSNBC. I don't even know. Is it CNN or MSNBC? I think she's on there. She's the one who uh, did an interview with Trump and asked the question and interrupted him at every answer. She mm-hmm. answered the questions for him. Are I you remember. guilty? Are you guilty? I know that you're guilty. Em, answer me. Are you guilty? Well, I want to. You're guilty, you're a aren't jerk, you? right? <laughs> yeah. She was a mess. I remember she was annoying. Just what an a-hole. Anyway, former President Trump was confronted by, I love the way they write this, confronted, confronted. by, this is right-wing writing now, confronted by Univision anchor. I thought it wasn't a confrontation. It was a well-done interview. In the interview, they talked about just everything. But um, Trump was, uh, what did he open up with? Let's just play, because I don't know. We, we did some job 
and now everything is horrible. You're going to end up in a world war. We have an incompetent leader of the United States. He can't, he can't walk off a stage. He can't find the stairs. He can't put two sentences together. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. He can't talk. And this man is dealing with Putin and President Xi. And Yeah, he made some good points. Uh, the interview went on on Univision. The guy's name is Acevedo. That's the uh, anchor. Then he asked him about all the indictments and uh, why. You know, the thing about Univision, you got to understand, again, they're liberal. So uh, they're going to say things that liberal networks here in the U.S. Uh, like, why don't you just drop out? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love when they say stuff like that. Oh, OK. All of these people, the biggest threat is nuclear weapons. And we have a man that doesn't even know what a nuclear weapon is as our chief negotiator. Excuse me. And uh, what am I doing here? And it's a very scary thing. You could end up in World War III. And if World War III happens, probably Mexico will no longer be around because the power of nuclear weapons are so big. If they hit us, you're going to be wiped out, too. That's how bad it is. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He said that to the guy in Univision. Yeah, you're going to be wiped out, too. If they hit us, you're going to be wiped out, too. You should have seen the look on the anchor's face. It was incredulous. It really was. It was great. Uh, here he is talking about the indictments. Well, the, he's unleashed something that everybody, we've all known about this for 100 years. We've watched other countries do it. And in some cases, effective. And in other cases, the country's overthrown or it's been totally ineffective. But we've watched this for a long time. And uh, it's not unique, but it's unique for the United States. Yeah, if they do this, they've already done it. But if they want to follow through on this, uh, yeah, it could certainly happen in reverse. It could certainly happen in reverse. What now, he's talking about, of course, the indictments. And, you know, he could they could go through with a conviction if he ends up in prison. Now, the funny thing right there, he said it could be in reverse. Yeah, that was a, that was a threat. And I don't blame him. Right. You know, he could do the same thing. If he gets in office, he could do the same thing. It's going to, I told you, it's going to be the revenge tour. Not really something we need right now, but, you know, it'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But immediately, U.S. press went crazy when he did that on Univision. It was like, the president is threatening to weaponize the FBI and the Justice Department. Well, no kidding. That's what you did. You know, that's so hypocritical. Well, of course they are. We didn't do that. We just, we, nobody's above the law. So we'll play more of that later. But that's uh, President Trump on Univision. This is great. So Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Do you remember the most boring professor you ever had in college or high school? Yes. Mm. Math professor, maybe. Maybe oh. trigonometry or something Class, like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This guy is that. He's the most boring, flat, Ugh. gray suit, not even a red tie, sort of like a maroon, darkened color. Oh. A depressing color. Yeah, crisp white shirt. Uh, everything's perfect. His hair is perfect. He's just perfect. And he's very, very uh, subdued and monotonish. Okay. But I think something clicked and he had it. He's talking about the monetary fund, the International Monetary Fund, and the United States and interest rates. They didn't hike the interest rates this time. So, uh, But they said that may not be the last time. It depends on how things go. Inflation's easing up a little bit, so that was his point. Anyway, he's talking serious stuff, and he's, he's the guy I just described. So in comes a climate protester in the middle of all this from the back door. Well- and he, he says something so out of character, it's crazy. Listen to this. We expect growth, growth to moderate in coming quarters. Of course. Well, Powell, by 
refusing to treat climate yeah. change like a systemic risk. Like Thank you. You are putting us. Thank you very much. Disaster. Thank you very much. Thank you. Just close the door. Close the door. Oh, damn. Got him. Close the. Just close the door. Right in the mic. Wow. I like him now. Yeah, you just close it in their stupid faces. I bet his wife uh, and him had a good time that night. It's probably right? the first time she got excited in years. She was like, I like the way he said that, the anger. So manly. Come over here. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me how to shut my mouth. <laughs> All right, so if you want to get an idea of how conservative students are being treated in these schools around our nation right now, because they're already, you know, huge mistreatment of conservative students mm. overall. But now we got the Palestinian thing and, you know, Hamas and Israel. And for some reason, universities uh, are completely behind terrorists, completely behind the terrorists. They don't apologize. They don't, uh, you know, no student is, is disciplined for mm-hmm. going out there and yelling from the river to the sea, which may, basically is a call for genocide of Jews. No, there's no problem. That's okay. But if a conservative brings up, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. What's a good topic that offends uh, liberals? Abortion. Then you're you're asked to leave the school. Your parents get a notification. You're no longer welcome. The police may arrest you. You're wrestled down to the ground, chin first into the concrete. We could talk about things, but only things we want to talk about. University of Iowa student Jasmine Jordan testified before the House Judiciary Committee on Friday about the harassment she's experiencing on campus. She's a black conservative, which makes it even worse. Because Mm. remember, remember what Biden says. You know, if you're black, you have only one choice to vote for, and that's Democrat, because you have no mind of your own. The more involved I became in the club, the more I discovered that the playing field for freedom of speech on college campuses was not equalized. Yeah, she's in a club called, uh, let's see, you know, stupid me, I didn't write it down. Freedom, it's a freedom club on campus. So look it up. It's not that important. It's just a club that, you know, students that think alike about, you know, conservative values okay. and freedom and all that. And they um, they meet, you know, once a week. The first time I noticed this was when Iowa Yaf hosted Kellyanne Conway as a speaker. In response, I was doxxed in a group chat of over 800 students and was falsely labeled as a Nazi, a token, a white supremacist, and a bigot. Some individuals even expressed that I made them uncomfortable and feared that I might commit a hate crime against them simply because I am black and hold conservative principles. These students believe that if you are conservative, you are hateful, support oppression, and only want to benefit straight white men, even though such beliefs are untrue. Yeah, the club she's in is Young Americans for Freedom, and that's... uh that's the way she's. So what's being, wrong with that? That's the way she's. Being, oh, it's horrible! You're you're a black student. You should be you with them. Can't want freedom. Okay. Yeah. So she got death threats and everything. Conservatives are slandered by students and faculty as harmful. Yet here's an obvious example of someone openly delivering a violent threat and facing no repercussions. The entitlement continues. I find that when a conservative doesn't want to hear a speaker, they just don't attend the event. But when a leftist doesn't want to hear a speaker, they do everything they can to shut the lecture down. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, Matt Walsh of Daily Wire, he's uh, he, the guy's awesome. He uh, he was invited to speak for this uh, group, Young Americans for Freedom, mm-hmm. and listen to what they did to her. Our club recently hosted Matt Walsh. Students and faculty were willing to do anything to cancel the event just because they found Walsh's speech to be offensive. Some people were so dedicated to silencing our voices that literally as one of us was advertising with chalk, a leftist student was erasing each of those letters with a wipe. 
we received death threats along with plenty of verbal harassment. That night, before the speaking event, my hallmate, who happened to be the one erasing the chalk, stalked outside of my bedroom door by putting his ear on it to see if I was in my room because he was just so outraged by my involvement. That was a terrifying experience, but what I find to be more appalling is when I talked to our hall coordinator about this and she replied, people are allowed to think, feel, and react however they want to about this upcoming event. At the event, someone threw 20,000 marbles on the floor to prevent people from entering the venue. Attendees were spat on. Outside, a popular pet band well known to our school played loud music to try and drown out the speaker's message. And the college does nothing. They absolutely do absolutely nothing. You parents that are thinking of sending your kids to some big university, think about what you just heard. It's the equivalent of the toddler not getting the candy bar in line Mm -hmm. at the checkout at the grocery store. They throw a childish fit. And you do nothing for your cause except meet people not like you or your cause. Yeah, but they feel righteous. I mean, they're they're and they're and the thing of the threats of violence. If this had been if this had been reversed, and she was a black liberal and the crowd was Republican, Uh oh my God, all of them arrested, thrown out of the school, been in the TV for three weeks, and she'd be a hero. New York Times would be doing a special on her. Right, she'd get murals and stuff. Yep. What, how effed up are we, huh? Get I share these occurrences with you all to show that despite repeatedly meeting with the university administration, the rules are continually permitted to be broken by left-leaning students. They are, in fact, coddled by our school. She's right. The university expresses affirmations and puts together support, solidarity, and celebration spaces. These individuals act out against conservatives without care or consequence and are empowered to act this way because of the lack of action by the administration and university leaders. Conservative organizations do not get the same resources that these other organizations receive. Conservatives often have to hide who they are and what they believe in so that they do not lose relationships or receive a lower grade or face constant doxing, harassment, intimidation, or threats. Yep. Death threats. Yep. These are the same people that throw themselves to the ground and scream to the sky, hysterical, crying when they don't get their way, or they film themselves getting into a car after they get a coffee, and they're like, they got me, ma'am. What am I going to (laughs) do? They just crumble like a piece of paper. Yeah, so fragile. But the adults in the room, the university staff and officials do don't nothing. do don't not do nothing. What does that tell you? They're either scared of them or they're too, too cowardly to do anything. No, I don't think they want to do anything, too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them agree with what's going on. Uh, okay, so this was bound to happen. And I said this once a long time ago when COVID hit and all the vaccines were being pushed and mandates and you get fired if you don't take the poke. Well, here it is. Uh, we feared this and it's happening. Parents are now getting vaccine exemptions of other vaccines that actually work because now they are fearful of all vaccines. All vaccines. Oh, okay. They figure, well, these companies are lying to us, so maybe they're lying to us about these other vaccines. We were told to wear a f- mask because it'll keep you safe. Lie. Then we were told to take a drug because it'll keep you from getting something. Lie. We were told to take a drug because it'll keep you from passing something on. Lie. We were told that if you took this drug, you wouldn't f- die from what you were taking the drug for. Lie. Then we were told it was safe and effective. Lie. All the same people are telling the same lies. When the f*** are you going to wake up? Now, they're not just lying to you. They're telling you that you can't speak the truth. That if you speak the truth, you're a threat to national security. If you speak the truth, you're a threat to the nation. Are you f***ing 
done yet. The liars are not only, not only lying, but now they're telling you, you can't speak the truth. When are you going to wake the f- up and take to the f- streets? Lies, 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 yeah. Lies, 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 yeah. That's right now. Uh, if you uh, probably don't remember, but the COVID vaccine, actually the COVID disease, was 99.9% survivable without a vaccine because it's not really a vaccine, except for the Johnson & Johnson. Uh, the survival rate for children, I think the death rate for children that have COVID was 0. .0004. It was three zeros and a four. That's point in front of that. So um, it's ridiculous. We're the only country in the entire world that is allowing or is having stu- uh, children down to six months old mm-hmm. getting vaccinated right now. Luckily, only 3% of Americans have done it. Australia either? Because they were the... Remember, right they were, t- they were arresting people if they didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, I don't like, know. If you looked like you had COVID pre or pre-test, they're like, eh, throw them in the thing. I don't know how low they go there, but most European countries do not go. You know, you can't get a vaccine if you're not 30 or above now. Wow. Because they re- well, yeah, because they realize. Switzerland study showed it, that there's so much damage, you know, with uh, myocarditis. With- well, how many stories do we read, whether it's an influencer or an athlete or whatever? It's young people tw- between uh, 24 and 30-something, I think, the stories that we did. Just dropping dead. Perfectly healthy, out of nowhere. Oh, you have no proof of that, Jill. Just comply. (laughs) We're just all better off if you do that. Yeah. So, speaking of doctors, a doctor stormed out of an operating room halfway through surgery. What? What? Yeah, Tijrang Balabi was uh, carrying out family planning surgery on eight women. That's that's abortion. Uh, At a health center in Noongar, India on November 3rd. Having operated on four of the women... Still remaining the closing and some other stuff they had to do. Uh, they were all anesthetized, so they were still under surgery. Surgical. Under anesthesia? Yeah. So um, he asked his colleagues for a cup of tea. But when the staff came back empty-handed, he suddenly said, that's enough, basta, and he walked out. Because he didn't get his tea? <laughs> didn't get his tea. The administ- Why did everyone become such a crybaby? The uh, hospital administration told the district medical officer about the incident. A replacement was sent to finish off the surgeries. Four of them were still on the table <gasps> under. <laughs> Wait, so did he finish? Or did the, uh, the, the guy that came finally showed up and finished, yeah. But he's, he's being held accountable under Section 304 of the Indian Penal Code. Do you know that most of the time when there's surgery, my doctor told me this, that the doctor's there for the, the main part of the surgery, but... The staff does like the the, the sew them up. Yeah, like the opening and the closing, basically. And the doctor's there for the main part, and they just they finish you up when he's done. He's like, okay, we're good. Close them up, and then they walk out, and then everybody else does all the other stuff. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought the doctor was there from like start to finish. I didn't know that either. Well, yeah, that the, did it. Just, I'm never getting surgery again. They're there for like the the bulk of it. Yeah, like yeah. the main part. They only do the playoffs. They don't play the rest of the season. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts, criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. All right. Marion County, this guy walks into a convenience store, you know, he grabs himself a couple of those sugary huge drinks, you know, Mm -hmm. and then drops it out. Exposes himself to the clerk. Why? Oh. Maybe he didn't have money. Clerk, I want the clerk to have like a fly swatter or a bat, and every time somebody does that, he just go, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, Be roll sh- up newspaper something. Yes. Marion. <laughs> Instead of rolling newspaper. it up like you do a dog and hitting him on the snout, you hit him right on the wiener. 
uh, oh, ow. Uh, deputies in Marion County said if you know the individual, the photo's posted on their website, and you can call them if, in case you need more information. What's so, that going to do? I don't know. I mean, they're not doing like a... Uh, He'll be registered as a sex offender, and it'll move into your neighborhood. Do you recognize this wiener <laughs> photo, right? Excuse me while I whip this out. Now! Finally, North Korea is closing all its embassies. This could be a bad sign for North Korea. I don't know what else it could be. They have embassies places? Yeah, they have embassies everywhere. Who's letting them in? The Hermit Kingdom is shutting them down. What? Who's letting them have embassies? Who's letting North them? North Korea has an yeah. embassy. No. I know, but I mean, in other countries, who's saying, yeah, no, please keep some stuff other here. Other countries people that and have an office. They have, con- most countries have embassies in other countries. Yeah, but North Korea, they're jerks. Don't I think like there's that. like little embassies here of small countries you never heard of, too. Mm-hmm. Like the people <laughs> embassy, you know? I mean, Azerbaijan, sure. So uh, they're conducting operations to withdraw and establish diplomatic missions in accordance with the changed global environment. They're just running out of money. See, oh. he's starving all his people, and he's uh, not paying his embassy workers because he needs all that money to make bombs to drop on us. Ah. Uh. Say? I see. Uh, so it's a cost-cutting measure. Yeah, yeah. We always figure that stuff out for you on this show. So North Korea closing its embassies. Greetings. It is Kim Jong-un. Ready for big savings? Then come to the North Korea embassy blowout sale. All sorts of items from our embassy priced to move. We've got computers from our embassy. We've got chairs that were in our embassy. We've got a sign that says embassy in big letters. All at low, low prices. You there. Wouldn't you like to purchase a sign that says embassy? But dear leader, my name is not embassy. I have no use for such a sign. Guards, execute this man who is refusing to change his name to embassy so he can purchase the sign. Okay, fine. I shall change my name to embassy. Very good. The North Korea embassy blowout sale. Going on now. Do it. Do it now. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So, have you seen the movie Shallow Hal with Jack Black? Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about a guy that is pretty superficial and only wants to date 
skinny women. So he goes to see, is it Tony Robbins? Yes. And Tony Robbins in an elevator puts a spell on him that no matter who he looks at, if they are beautiful on the inside, they will appear to him to be beautiful on the outside. Right. So Lame concept. But this, it was a, it was an interesting movie. I thought it was funny. Gwyneth Paltrow said it was the worst movie she's ever done, and she regretted doing it because she had to wear a fat suit. It's a pretty bad movie. <laughs> so this goes along those lines of this concept. Here's a guy that went on a dating app, and this woman goes on a date with him. She's 34. Uh, they live in New York. And she went on the dating app Hinge, I believe it was. Have you heard of that one? No. That's oh, yeah, the, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. The one designed to be deleted, that one. <laughs> And she received kind of an interesting text message the next morning. Um, so he texts her. She said it seemed to be going okay. She wasn't super interested in him. And right. I guess you give, I don't have been on a dating app, but I guess you give each other ratings after a date. You do? So other people can see how people rated them. Never Bad dancer, C minus. Yeah, so they, <laughs> wow. it, it has different categories like that. Personality, looks. Things like that, sexual compatibility or chemistry, and you can kind of leave a rating. Yeah, it's strange, but I guess that's what this app does. That's, you never, I mean, you're done with it, you're done with it. Why do you have to do that? So, what, you're gonna, he has a big nose. Well, I'll go get my nose fixed. I mean, what does that mean? So, he gave her face personality, uh, it's face personality and sexual compatibility on a scale to one to 10, right? Mm -hmm. So, he gave her personality a 10. Okay. Her face a 10, mm -hmm. and her sexual compatibility a 5. Mm -hmm. It says here, he texts her the next morning, I was expecting to date the woman from the photos. Uh, I guess, I don't know if she used an old picture. It wasn't drastically different, but he said, um, I'm happy to casually stay in touch with you until the weight is gone, and then we can pick back up where we left off. In Holy other words, he, crap. He thought she was too heavy and right. wanted her to lose weight. So after he wrote sexual compatibility of five, he wrote, but can get to an 8.5 with some convincing and open-mindedness. Wow. <laughs> can you imagine going on a dating app and somebody saying, I can casually stay in touch until you lose the weight, and oh, then that, we'll take it from there. That's the bad part. Right. Uh, the, the I'm sure the part that pissed her off anyway, but it's not really, uh, I can't, if that's how he feels, if he's not attracted to her, she's overweight. He's telling the truth, it, you know, in his perspective. But don't you think you just leave it at what it is? You're like, eh, she was a little too no, but that's large why I for said, me, and what, then I'm done, and that's then you I just said, move what's, on. What's the point of this? That right. doesn't make any sense unless, what are you going to do? Do you, did he, do people that act that way really think that by them saying words like that, that you're going to go, you know what, he's right. I'll get back with you in about, give me four no, months. That, that part, no, and then of course we'll, not. And then I'll come back. You're so right. Thank you for showing me the error of my ways. Well, no, like, he's an a-hole. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that was pretty, you know. Now oh, there the she is. There's Rosemary. Where? Right there. Is she behind the rhino? <laughs> now, I will say this. If you are on a dating app and you do not put a realistic picture of yourself up, then that's also on you. Yeah. Like, if you put up a picture up when you're 18, and you have the best body, and you're young looking, and you're gorgeous, and you're actually 45 years old, and you go on the date, and they're like, well, you look a little different. Well, the picture's from when I was eight. Well, why, why are you not being truthful? Right. Don't you want someone to like you for you? And yeah, but that happens all the time. I don't know. I've never been on a dating app, so I don't know, but I, I know guess you've you... said that twice already. Is no, but I'm saying- reason for that? <laughs> Because they weren't around when I was dating. Oh, If that's they right. were, I probably would have gone on one. You had Pony Express. <laughs> Why you hook me up with that fat-ass, bald-haired girl? Who, Rita? Yeah. Rita is not fat. She's just big bone. That girl wide and all outside. 
Talking about she looked like Janet Jackson. Oh, no, she didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. Bitch got out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> when I was dating, I was, um, MySpace was a thing. You'd look up and you'd see someone cute and you'd message them. It was that kind of thing. MySpace. I know. Do you remember the, MySpace? Yeah, you could have the star background, the little stars. You had to rank people in order, and then your friends would all get mad at you because they're like, why am I number three? Why am I not number one? Why is she number one? Uh, you left a cigarette bottle on my coffee table at my party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you want to bag on Megan Rapino for a little bit? Sure, but, you know, oh. she's self-bagging. She's the worst. Yeah, d- how did this happen? So First this- of all, she looks like a dude. Yeah, purple hair. Is that a is that in the handbook of how to be how to be crazy, how to prove how to show to people that you're toxic and that you really have nothing, you know, of importance to say and you're just going to yell at people when you don't get your way and- Yeah, when you register as toxic, they give you your choice of hair dye. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I just wanted to know. So she was playing the final match of her career on Saturday. She's done. Thank God. Bye. But it went I guess she was only in for a couple of minutes in the game and then she got injured and tore her Achilles. So oh. she's down on the ground starting her final game, which I think she wanted to go out like a hero and them carrying her on their shoulders. And, mm. oh, my God, thank you for all you've done. You're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes down, and I, I don't like when anybody gets injured. I just don't like her. But she, this is what she says. I'm not a religious person or anything. If there was a God, this is proof that there is no God. This is messed up. This is just super messed up. She said the F word. Six minutes in, and I eat my Achilles. Well, there's this thing called karma. Megan, and it comes in all different shapes and sizes. So there's that. In case you don't know who she is, she's the one that went about three, four years ago. Was it four years ago? She was on all the women's U.S. soccer teams and the the Olympic team. She's the the one that the short hair, sometimes it's blonde, sometimes it's purple, sometimes it's blue. And criticize our president in a foreign land. Of course, they always do it. Cowards always do that. Yeah, she would never do it in here, in the country for which she gets to you know, piss and moan as much as she wants and get paid millions of dollars to kick a ball around for a living. But when she goes to another country where she's representing our country... Yeah, then she goes for When it. she's far, far away, then she could say... It's like keyboard warriors. Mm-hmm. They'll never say it to your face, mm-hmm. but they'll send you an email or a text. And then if you want to have an actual conversation with them or you see them... Oh, <laughs> she's a coward. Hey, you ready for this? Yeah. This is interesting. I want to say I saw an ad for this and I thought, that can't be right. Um, what airline is this? This is an airline in China. It's called China Southern. Um, they accidentally started selling plane tickets for a dollar thirty-seven. I guess there was a glitch on the app. Yeah. And it extended to because you know when you book a plane ticket, sometimes you can book it through the airline or through travel websites, whether it be Expedia or Travelocity. So there's mm. the equivalent of those websites um, over there, different ticketing platforms. They were priced between $1.37 and $4.12. Yeah. So, of, of course, when if you happen to be looking at the site and the price was at a bunch of people scrambling around trying to get these tickets, they don't know how many tickets they sold at that price. Word quickly spread, and they didn't get to fix the glitch for like two hours. So it was more than just a couple of tickets. It was quite a bit Ooh. quite a bit of tickets. They're probably on the hook, though, because once you sign the thing and do the thing, it's not a yeah, like an honor binding him? ticket contract action. Yeah, the China Southern put out a statement saying the tickets are all valid and passengers can use them like they normally would. Wow, so first class them, for four bucks. That's <laughs> nice. kind of crazy. I love that. And um, I, I wouldn't really hear the majority of the weekend, but I know that there were some movies that came out. If you follow the Marvel Universe... How could you at this point? Like, there, there's, there's so many new movies. I saw one with a blue thing, and then there was another one with a... Yeah, so some are DC, there's DC Comics, and then there's Marvel. I would never know any of this if it weren't for 
my husband and his little nerdy self that like grew up on comic books. I had to have this explained to me because I was like, oh, is that Batman and Aquaman? He's like, that's DC. Oh, is there Spider-Man going to get with like Aquaman? They're like, oh my God, there's from two different universes. What are you talking about? I didn't know either. But now there's another movie com- coming out called The Marvels. Oh, jeez. And you haven't seen the blue one? The blue one is decent. I, th- I, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like the There's blue beetle or blue something. Blue boy, blue thing. The blue beetle. Is that That's what it is? Yeah, the blue the, beetle. That's yeah. it. I saw the Ant-Man one. Well, Ant-Man is part of Marvel. Is he the one with the thing in his back, or is that another one? He, that's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd plays Ant-Man. Oh, that's Ant-Man. So but he's got the thing in his back glowing. The glowing. like four of those now, though? So there's there's a couple of Ant-Mans. But uh, he's part of Marvel, less. so he's in this new movie. But it's Captain Marvel um, and the Marvels. I guess Wait, it's her family. Captain Marvel? Yeah, it's the girl. Brie Larson, she plays Captain Marvel. I has almost- got an entire captain? I'd almost rather see a rom-com yeah. <laughs> at this point. Well, it gets com- it really does get confusing. I'll say that. And like I said, if I didn't have someone sitting next to me in the theater for all of these movies that my son and them wanted to go see, I would be lost. Um, but it didn't do very well. It actually was the second lowest opening day ever for, uh, for a movie, for a Marvel movie. And I think it's because they're running out of plot. I mean, how... How much more could you possibly do to where it's so predictable, right? Get ready for the next installment of the Marvel movie franchise. Wait, another one? But this one will be different. An attractive young person discovers they have powers. Kinda sounds the same. Wait, this one features several cameos of your favorite heroes who will show up to mentor them. Let me guess, a bad guy shows up and says the hero's love of their family is their weakness. Not just their family, also their friends. But then in the end, the hero is like, actually, it's the people I love who make me strong. Okay, (laughs) yes, but then something else happens. One of the bad guys from the previous movies is redeemed. Like Loki, Yandu, Doc Ock, Winter Soldier. But, 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 there's also a good guy that's turned bad. Oh, sure, that's never been done before. And will there be a post credit scene teaser? You have to wait and see the next Marvel movie. You'll feel like Professor X because you'll see the whole plot coming. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, here we go. We got some stupid news for you from the Stupid Nerve Center. Okay. <laughs> See them. Got the newsy music going. All right, so this guy... What is wrong with people? This guy in Redlands, California, wanted to get some gold bars. So where do you go for gold bars? Do you go visit the guy? What's his name that does the gold bar commercial? Gold bar store. I don't know. Well, Costco was selling them for a while, weren't they? They were selling them for a while. You're right. So this guy, of course, went to Craigslist. Okay. Found somebody who's selling them. He met him in an alley twice to pay him. Right. $21,000 for the gold bars. Finally, he had his two gold bars... He went to, uh, you know, get him appraised. Eh, not gold. Lead. Caesar Meyer Crown Gold Exchange in Redland said, uh, yeah, these are just lead. Ooh. Plated in gold. I thought you were going to say the guy sold him the gold bars, took the money, and then like hit him over the head and took his gold bars back. Didn't have to hit him over the head. Yeah, nope. not real gold. All right. Two wrongs don't make a right. Here's another example. D.C. police officer John Bewley was arrested around 3.30 a.m. Saturday morning and charged with driving his police police cruiser, police, under the, cruiser. police cruiser under the influence, obstruction of justice, and resisting arrest. Because I've been drinking. Right. Okay. 
Bewley was off duty, but uh, jumped into his take-home cruiser, turned on the lights, and drove to the place where his girlfriend had been pulled over on suspicion oh. of drinking. Oh. Bewley's police powers have been revoked. He's being investigated, which will probably uh, bring back up the time he allegedly illegally stopped and searched a man who was walking his dog. He was suspended for that one. Jeez. Wow, two in a row. Right? Here's another one. A woman in central Alabama who was born with two uteri <gasps> and two cervixes is now pregnant in both. Oh, it's a duplex rental. That's Kelsey Hatcher and her husband, Caleb, who allegedly had three kids, uh, thought they were doing uh, pretty well having kids. Then they realized they were pregnant last spring. Then when she got to get checked out by the OBGYN, they informed her she had two babies in her belly and they weren't twins. So far, both babies are growing as expected, and the only thing the medical team is keeping their eye on is the chance that the babies end up being born hours, days, or even weeks apart, causing her to have to push twice. I have a question. Ooh, well, you yeah. would think at that point maybe they would do a C-section as far as not to go into labor with one if it wasn't ready. But if you if you have that condition, you, you know you have that, right? You would think she'd gone to the OB numerous times. Well, I got, I got, to, tell you, I got to tell you something. Um, I bought a air fryer over the weekend with two drawers. I can cook two different meals. Wait, I don't what? think that's the same, but congratulations. Well, I mean, it's close. <laughs> well, no, because one meal could be done first than the other, so you got to time it out. Huh. Sort of like the uteruses as in the cervixes. Explains a lot about men. <laughs> that you just related the two and think they're exactly the same? Just made me think of that. <laughs> Good. Congratulations. Well, I mean, uh, both are cooking until done, right? Now, um, let me ask you something. Do they all go to the same exit? You know how the airport, when yes. you're going down the escalators, there's five escalators and you go to one door? I think it's, it's one the same door. Same thing? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's a, 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 merge, a merging yeah. area. It's yeah. like train tracks. You know, the thing slides over to one side so the train can come out and then it flips back over to it the other. It does not. I'm joking. I have no idea. <laughs> now, could she technically have a hysterectomy and still be normal? Well, she could have one. She could have one, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Really? See, I imagine when she found out she had the condition that they were, you know, because a lot of times when that happens, they're like, all right, this one works, this one's just chilling there. You don't need it, so why not? Yeah, no, get they're rid fully of it. functional. Yeah. And if they're not causing her any kind of illness, they probably thought, why mess with it? Just leave it. Yeah. Well, you remember that uh, show I always tell you about, that one radio show we did in LA where yes. we asked for the extra body part and yes. the girl showed up with two VJJs? Mm-hmm. Fully functional. Poor tired husband. <laughs> <laughs> now do the other one. <laughs> My feet hurt. I'm tired. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, I won't ask. So uh, this is actually something I would do in the catacombs in Paris. Ever been? No? Oh, no way. I've been to Paris, but not in the catacombs. Oh. You mean the secret little gro- grimy, you tiny You Paris tunnels? and you didn't go in the catacombs? I was uh, 18. I had to stay with my, my group that it's was leading us. full of skeletons. Yeah, that place is haunted. just skulls. If there's no. ever been a place that's haunted, it's definitely Come that on, place. Come on, kids. Let's go see a bunch of skulls. It's yeah, a small, under- dingy, ancient little tunnels filled with dead bodies. Yeah. Tons of them. Tons of them. Sounds like a tourist attraction I'm ready to do. And it's all skulls. Skulls. So this American couple who eloped in the catacombs in Paris for their holiday, uh, this is exactly what I would have done. You would have eloped in the skull cave? Yeah, and done the wedding there. She's gone viral. Okay. In a one minute, 30 sec, in a one minute and 30 second video, Isabel, who goes by, I'm not going to give you her screen name. Of course, she has to put that screen name out there. So you go to TikTok and give her some clicks. Yeah, she's probably got an OnlyFans that needs money. Yeah, her and her husband, Justin, uh, millions of uh, restless spirits down there got married in Paris in the catacombs for Halloween. That's awesome. I would do that. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, 
What? I mean, I wouldn't. It says here, this is an underground maze where the remains of several million Parisians are. Yeah. That's like real dead but like yes. remains. I, I walk through there. Why would you do I just feel like that's a- asking for bad juju. We waited online for two hours. It was you awesome. You are insane. You make fun of stuff I do. You wouldn't go down in the catacombs? That's no! Like- I also wouldn't spend the night in a haunted house, and I also wouldn't do... I wouldn't go visit Jurassic Park if it was real. What, why? I, why? 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 Why would they do this? I'm with him. Why would you do that? Yeah, don't Because make no it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's cool. With the thrill of yeah. a demonic haunting and never making it out to demonic see daylight haunting again. Down I've there. seen scary movies. I know how that ends. Fine. Yeah. You go to your cooking class. I'll you go, go see ho- the skulls. You go home and you think everything's normal. And then and then you start acting out of character. And Angie's like, oh, Rick's never been the same since we came out of the catacombs. Yeah. And you're possessed by different demons that are just taking turns. Strange. Rick never licks his own eyeballs at home. So <laughs> weird. Say yes to the skulls. <laughs> Coming to TLC. The wedding show you've been waiting for. It's Say Yes to the millions of skulls in the catacombs of Paris. All right, over here, we'll see a million skulls. These will be absolutely gorgeous for your wedding. I want more skulls. Oh, okay. Well, relax. I have a few more places to show you. Watch as this bride searches for the perfect venue for her wedding. Okay, how about this one? Pretty spooky. And if you'll notice, it has... No, not enough skulls. I demand more skulls. But there are three million skulls here. That's not enough skulls. It's all coming up on Say Yes to the Millions of Skulls in the catacombs of Paris. Okay, surely this is enough skulls for you to... More skulls! Who agreed to marry you? Only on TLC. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah live from Maitland, Florida. All right. So I was shocked. Shocked. USA Today is a, um, it's sort of like a coloring book for idiots. You know, it's a, it's the first newspaper that came out with color photos and everybody goes, ooh, color photos. Never mind what they're saying in here, but color photos. I like coloring book. Pretty much is what it is. And uh, it's, you look at the headlines and you just got to laugh half the time because it's like the world can be ending and they're like... Pom-poms, the new yes to shoes, or something like that is the headline. (laughs) And it's far left. Penny loafers, have you tried them? (laughs) It's crazy. So I was shocked when I saw an editorial in the USA Today. That First of all, to see an editorial in the USA Today is shocking in itself. That anybody there would have the ability to speak their mind is scary that USA Today would allow it. This is the McCall's magazine of news. (laughs) Oh, McCall's, I forgot about that. (laughs) So... Here's what the editorialist wrote. I forget his name. Speaking to supporters recently in Kissimmee, Florida, former President Donald Trump offered the American people what might strike some as um, hyperbole and uh, exaggerated warning. Quoting now Trump, I make you this promise as your president. I will restore peace through strength. And yes, I am the only one that will prevent World War III because we are very close to it. Then he said, put aside the question of whether Trump is more likely to be the cause of it rather than our salvation from it. But there is a lot of international conflicts. At the present time, there's 25 hot wars going on in the world. Trump is the leading candidate for the Republican presidential nomination. He might not be wrong about the peril of the moment we find ourselves in right now. Uh-oh. Uh, you know what's going on at USA Today. His upper management, they're starting to drink now. 
We are closer to a world war than we've been since the Cold War with Russia. We as a nation have been uh, slow to realize this. We're asleep at the wheel, yet we are even slower to understand that the chances of such a conflict rise the more divided American people are at home. The danger of global uh, uh, war demands that Americans take toxic polarization far more seriously than we've ever before. In other words, the separation we have, the division we have in this country. Yeah, but you got to understand, this division was created by Barack Obama. It started Mm -hmm. then. What is the reality of the moment we are in is one we have to recognize. Two analyses must be brought to bear on this question. One is geopolitical, that means the war is going on all over the world, and the other is domestic. The United States, its NATO allies, and democracies are lined up with Japan, South Korea, Israel. On the other side, it's Russia, China, and Iran. That's what we're facing. So they're basically saying, because Trump said that, that Trump was right. Through weakness and incompetence, Joe Biden has brought us to the brink of World War III. We're at the brink of World War III, just in case anybody doesn't know it. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. Peace through strength would have never happened. If I was president, there would not have been a war with Russia in Ukraine. Zero chance. And Lindsay would be happy with that. That's better than any alternative. Wouldn't have happened. And I will say this, even now, despite tremendous loss of lives and destruction of much of that country, I would have a peace deal negotiated within 24 hours. You could make a peace deal. You could make a deal for both right now, 24 hours. That deal could be done. That deal is waiting to be done, but there's nobody to do it. To protect Americans from the threat of hypersonic missiles and nuclear weapons, I will build state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shields. We better do something. So, uh, yeah, USA Today saying Trump is right. And then this is to prove that we're living in another dimension all of a sudden. At CNN last week, uh, Todd Jaw, whatever his name is, um, said Trump was right there as well. It's a different subject, but... Now we got CNN and USA saying that Trump was correct about something? Uh, Christian, uh, Glenn Kessler from The Washington Post uh, had a fact check about Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month, um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote, Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? I love when he does that because that right there is a telltale sign that he knows exactly what you're talking about. When he does that little fake hesitation. Know, what are you talking about? Well, I'm old. I don't know what. The, what, do you, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. In terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. What you? None of that is president. true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. So it's from two different debates, but I mean. Trump was right. I mean, oh God! Oh, USA Today and CNN. What's happening? Um, I'm triggered. Trump was right. Where's, <laughs> where's my safe space? <laughs> and why do they hate Trump so much? Well, he'll tell you himself of what he found last time he was president. You stood up and smashed the grip of the globalists, the warmongers, the open borders lobby, the outsourcers, and all of the liars and leeches who had been sucking the life and blood right out of our country for years and years. And for four great years, we dealt 
The radical left maniacs and special interests, one historic defeat after another, because we put America first. Oh, they hate that. Oh, how dare you? Our college campuses, man, they hate that. They hate this country. Why would they put America first? Why don't they just leave? I mean, just go. We're too crowded as it is. Get out. Yeah. I I mean, I saw a deal. I like the deal. We trade every uh, hostage that Hamas took for an American university student that has a Palestinian flag yelling from the river to the sea. Okay. I think it's a fair Can trade. we send the whiny ones to them over the whiny ones? You mean the ones whining about stupid stuff? Yeah, yeah. the ones that cry every five seconds. So, uh, okay, let's get to Kamala Harris because this is always a barrel of fun. Now, she was on 60 Minutes two weeks ago, and uh, she was also, oh, yeah, she did that speech on how she's going to launch a committee to investigate Islamophobia. You know, and she just spit in the face of every Jew in this country when mm-hmm. she did that. Right in the middle, a week and a half after October 7th, she said that. Now, do you think, uh, before you do that story, do you think this is going to have an impact on the way Jews vote in the next election? You would hope so. Look at the Muslims. They dropped Biden like a hot potato mm-hmm. because he wouldn't bat. You know, he uh, dropped from uh, he had 150,000 Muslim votes in Michigan. He was at 47 percent of the Muslim population supporting him. And then it went down to about 7 percent. But is it because he's not supporting because they want Palestine? Ex- right. OK. They want exclusive support from the president. So is that why they're going out there and Kamala's talking about Islamophobia and they're, they're trying to get votes back? Yeah. Right. They're trying to uh, please everybody, but that never works. So anyway, uh, she's in front of the UAW Pipefitters Union Local 537. Okay, a union is a group of people that do collective bargaining. Collective bargaining is more power in numbers and, you know, they can bargain and they can come up with what they want and, and it's you don't have to go to every person individually. You have a collective bargaining uh, situation going on. So she's in front. This is much like when she tried, there was a bunch of scientists in the room and she tried to explain AI to a bunch of scientists and said, first of all, you need to know it's two letters, AI. Thanks for that. So here she is in front of a bunch of pipe fitters at a union, and she's telling them, explaining, because you know, you gotta, when you explain something complicated, you gotta get somebody who really is an expert on the deal and knows how to make, put it down in simple terms. And that's what Kamala does. Here she is explaining collective bargaining. So collective bargaining is about saying, let the workers have a voice as a collective, all together, representing each one of them as a group, and then go into that negotiation, because then you start to equal out the balance in terms of power in a way that the outcome will be fair. That's what collective bargaining is about. That's what worker organizing is about. Now, these are union member pipe fitters sitting in the audience. But Big- they know what he, Why do you have to read the definition of what they are already in? Well, that because she does that every time she goes. Remember the space thing when she was in front of a bunch uh. of astronauts to explain space to them? No, my favorite's women's history. We celebrate women's <laughs> history, and the women... That have been historical. Oh, here, here she is. So during Women's History right. Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history. Gee, thanks! <laughs> but before we move on, I, I, want, I want to at least tell you she's not the only one. Uh-oh. There's more of them? Yes, there's another person that explains collective bargaining better than Kamala just did. Hank Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. What happens when you put in a cage fight a giant... In with a midget. Stop saying midget. Well, the midget will not win the fight. I'm going to tell you that. Really? Why? He just doesn't carry enough weight to do so. Um, but uh, if you put what 
two midgets. 30 midgets in with that giant. Then the midgets have a chance. That's, that's making it. me uncomfortable the amount of times he's saying midgets. That's uh, Hank Johnson explaining collective bargaining. But let's not leave this block yet. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's delve deeper. And now, deep thoughts with Kamala Harris. Oh, God. I'm an ibuprofen. <laughs> ah, yes. All right, let's start with... Um, you having a sense of time and how it's every day that you do things that have time. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day. Now remember that. We should write. Her, she should write a book, Kamala Harris, and her you know wisdom, quotes of wisdom. Uh, mm. She loves electric school buses. I haven't seen one yet, but some re- some reason she I don't know regressed and got on one and. I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> also, um, I don't know if you know, you ever drive by Main Street Bank or one of those community banks here in the area? We have community banks. There's mm-hmm. a few left. But I don't know if you know exactly where community banks are and who they serve. Kamala does. And as the name suggests, community banks are in the community. Mm. I'm going to bang my head against this desk. But dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. You know, she's also a geography expert. Is she? So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Uh-huh. Russia is a powerful country. Right. Wow. Fascinating. Wow. I know that... While we send our prayers and our love, we also, with each day, renew our commitment to the urgency of now and the ability that we have collectively, all of us in it together, to do something about it. Hold on. Maybe it'll make sense after I... Let me do this first. I I grow dumber every time I listen to her. Okay. Play it again. Do you understand it now? I think everyone here recognizes how extraordinary space is. These are the voyages of space cadet Kamala Harris. Her four-year mission, to speak complete gibberish, follow it with nervous laughter. (laughs) (laughs) To act like she knows what the hell she's talking about, even though she's in way over her head. My mom was a scientist, so I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) To boldly go where several absent-minded VPs have gone before. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) It's a a big pill to swallow right there, Kamala. This Kamala Harris moment brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. Especially when she's in charge of the Terminator. Ugh. Mayor Eric Adams. Yeah, what's going on with that? Bad, bad boy. He did a no-no. You see, he went against this party and started complaining about the migrants that we need to create a new voting block so we'll never, ever have to leave office ever again. That's what happens when you try to think for yourself. They come after you. And of all the people, if you don't know what happened, uh, they raided his home last week Thursday, and now uh, walking down the street, the mayor is, and the FBI approaches him in the street. They can't even wait till he gets home. And took all his devices, his phone, his iPad, and his uh, cell phone for the mayor's office. Like a middle schooler. Give me your phone. Can you imagine? But he said in the spirit of transparency and cooperation, this is all because they believe that he took money for his campaign from Turkey. So be that as it may, uh, I'm sure that other people like 
maybe 535 of them did the same thing. But you see, now he's bucking the system. He's going against, he's going against the mob. So, of all people, Charlemagne the God, who's a DJ in New York, he runs a show much like ours, except in the other, on the other side, seems to be coming around. Because he is, uh, he is a big leader in the black community in New York City. Charlemagne the God is... Uh, he named himself that. That's yeah. <laughs> say a little pompous, but okay. I, I feel like somebody had to have given him that name. We still haven't gotten you to sure? the bottom of that. I don't know. But he uh, made a comment about the mayor, and this is really interesting. Seems like it's just turning a little bit. And what bugs me is Eric Adams was very progressive on immigration when it wasn't a problem in New York. Okay, when it was only Texas dealing with it, he was like, we need to open our hearts to the migrants. <laughs> now that they're coming to New York, he's like, build the wall. What it all comes down to is a lot of people are progressive in theory until they get tested. Half the people who want to abolish the police, the moment they get robbed, they're calling 911 like, send me your most racist cop. (laughs) Charlemagne the God. Wow. Can you believe? It's beginning to sound like a conservative. I know. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, well... All right. What's going on at our universities besides all the protests for the terrorists? I mean, for the... In support of... In favor of... Terrorists. That's right. And who's aiding and abetting this? Professors, officials at the universities. Let's visit one. We did last hour with that young lady who belonged to the Freedom Young Freedom uh, Alliance and just got harassed and, uh, you know. This is... um, Let's see, in Massachusetts at MIT. Maybe you've heard of it. You have to have like a 20.0 to get in right. there. It Get this. I didn't know this. It is the most expensive school in the United States. I believe it. Typically, it costs 250000 a quarter of a million dollars to go there. A quarter of a million dollars. Why do people pay that? They post half their coursework for free on the internet. <laughs> so you got to imagine, not only are there students, but their parents that are, you know, well invested in this going... Why is this being allowed on my dime? Mm -hmm. And there's students in there. I would say 99% of them are trying to learn the course material. Right. But apparently the professor and some students, well, many students, are more interested in Hamas and supporting them. So we're in the middle of a math class at MIT. And this, by the way, a billionaire who is a hedge fund manager, Bill Ackman, is the one who shared this eye-opening video. He has yanked his support as an alumni of MIT. Good. So as many other billionaires. But anyway, uh, he posted this video. So here's the professor explaining this mathematical problem. He uh, sees a student get up in his, uh, you know, they usually typically wear those protesting coats. What are those green things? Those military looking crap with a dirty scarf and greasy hair. Uh, So he gets up and he notices he's getting up and the professor waves at him. Hold on till I'm done. First of all, are they coordinating something? What's going on? Exactly. Right there, you would have said, hey, what are you doing? Sit down. Right. No, 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 no. I guess they spoke before the class. So the professor finishes his math problem, walks away from the blackboard, and then the pro-Palestinian, pro-terrorist student goes on his rant. Plus Here, C. Here's the professor. Minus C times the rest. So minus C times lambda. Jill, you understand B this stuff, right? Yeah, it's piece of cake. You. Minus C plus C times Take lambda. B yeah. prime. And you find the formula. The answer is X, duh. As you witness the ongoing genocide of Gaza and MIT silence, I'm joining hundreds of students citywide who have walking out of class along the center. Because we stand for the liberation of Palestine against the active genocide perpetuated by MIT, Israel, and the United States. So yeah, so uh, apparently this was coordinated between the professor and the student. Well, I just... 
And then, what? My favorite thing is that they came in on paragliders and attacked Israel. They got done what they wanted to do, and then when Israel tries to fight back, they're like, no, 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 that's not fair. Truth, you can't come back. Nobody seems mm-hmm. to be able to answer the question what Israel should have done. I guess, according to Obama, they should have just laid down and taken it. So anyway, this low IQ a-hole goes on to uh, start you know, doing his chant with his friends in the uh, classroom. Yeah, that goes on till they walk out. Is that little rich white kid that probably doesn't know what he's saying? Of course. Probably. Well, okay. quarter of a million dollars? Yep. So uh, one college professor at MIT, Wilfred Reilly, says, uh, to me, the most striking contrast here is between the teacher clearly outlining an important equation and the radical student babbling about some low IQ nonsense, but it seems they were coordinated. And Coulter writes... Not saying we should criminalize the donation of money to woke colleges and universities such as this one, but that would be too extreme. Instead, we need a moratorium of anybody giving any money to these universities for several hundred years. <laughs> She's got a little sense of humor. Political scientist Keith Worthington. Worthington. Yes. Universities should have and enforce a zero-tolerance policy for classrooms, disruptions of any kind. Education is the core mission of the university, and campus free expression policy should be designed to secure that mission. Well, apparently they aren't. Yeah, but they do the same thing in high schools and middle schools here, yeah. where it's like you're supposed to be teaching math, and the teacher's up there explaining pronouns to the kids. It's like, that's not math. What are you doing? They do it everywhere. Yeah, what are you doing? Other unnamed professors, same school says, free Palestine from what? Hamas? Anti-Jewish hate? Come on, cowards. Just say what you believe directly. You are anti-Semitic and rodents of society. Ooh. Bingo. So, yeah, so the, uh, that's what's going on at your local university that costs about a quarter of a million dollars to go to. Rodents of society. You like that? I do. Tim Scott dropped out of the race. I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. All right, it's, it's not right. now. I like him, but not now. Not too, now. Too nice, dude. you got to take the uh, Ramaswamy course. Dude, that was savage. Jill wasn't here Friday. I wasn't here, but I I was listening to the highlights, and then I saw him go after the CNN girl, and I was like, what? Mm Mm-hmm. That was- That took cojones. Yeah, can I just play the last part? Do it. This is where Ramaswamy at the uh, Wednesday Republican debate, the last part, uh, he had just said that uh, the reason we have all the problems we're having in this world is because of the corrupt media, which I say just about every day, maybe three times a day, I tell you that's the biggest problem mm-hmm. we're having. But on the panel, he has Kristen Welker, liberal, CNN. He has um, Lester Holt, CBS, uh-huh. far left liberal. And then he has, uh, who is the third one? Um, Doug Burgum. <laughs> no, no, I don't know who it was. But then he faces them and asks them a question. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. (laughs) Mr. Accountability, because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to Governor Governor Christie. Let me turn to somebody nobody cares about. 
I love them. Bunch of cowards. Can't have you making us look bad. Let's talk to someone else. Man. Kmart stores in Australia. You know what Kmart's still in Australia? I wonder, really? Are they owned by the same people? No, they're probably no. owned by different... Co- it's got to be a different no. Kmart. What? Kmart oh, yeah. stores in Australia have yanked a Christmas-themed bag. Now, you know how um, you, you go to a, a pet store and they'll have the Catmus display? What's that? Catmus. You know, Christmas, then they'll have like Catmus and they'll oh, have like Oh, yeah, so it's like the animals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, they're, or you'll go to a to, um, place like uh, Home Depot and they'll have the... It's... Handyman mess, or okay, you know, yeah, come up and with it's stuff little, that they, like people that are into that kind of thing would want for Christmas. They put a mess at the end right, to right, make right. it like Christmas, you know. Yeah. So uh, Kmart in Australia uh, had a themed bag for hams. They were selling hams. It was Mary Ham Mass. Oh, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, they pulled them. People the don't shelf. think about stuff before they do stuff like that, no, do they? they? The whole shelf was full of them. People were fuming, and yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, finally, in Oregon, how low is the bar now that in Oregon, you no longer have to take the bar exam to be a lawyer? That's pretty low for the bar. I figured that that was kind of going down the pooper when Kim Kardashian was taking the bar. I was like, um. Well, I mean, she's in California, though. I think she's still doing the thing, isn't she? Yeah, she's still trying to take it. She passed the mini bar. Now she's working on, I guess, the the, the jumbo size bar. I don't know. The the mini bar. Don't you just... Doesn't that cost extra? Law graduates <laughs> now in Oregon will be able to become licensed Oregon lawyers without taking the bar exam starting in May of 2024. But you 40... have to have graduated to law from law school, yeah? That's racist, Jill. No, you just have to say you're a lawyer and you are. Oh. I don't know. Should we go over there and get degrees just so we can call ourselves Esquire? I'd like to put that on my name. Wouldn't that be cool in that be little fun. old Times numeral type? At least for your magazine subscriptions. Rick Stacy, Esquire. Is it Esquire at the end or at the beginning? It's at the end, right? I think it's at the end, yeah. The Oregon Supreme Court on Tuesday approved an alternative licensing program that bar exam reformers hope will spur further... Bar reformers? Hope will spur further innovation in other states. What they're saying is, is they hope that they can give uh, law licenses to people that don't qualify. You oh, see how that works? Great. Yeah. In the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Inc- inc- I mean, what are we going to do when they start doing that with surgeons? Yeah. Well, it's coming. Well, you already told you that about the medical industries set the bar low too. It's very crazy. But uh, imagine what that would be like in the courtroom if you're one of these lawyers that no longer uh, needs to take the bar exam to become a lawyer. And probably the defense would be kind of a... Yeah. The colonel's back with my oh, new good news. Oh, that's not Let's say chicken lawyers. <laughs> Defend the chickens. Okay. And now, audio from a courtroom in Oregon. All right, order, order. Counselor, your client is accused of... Uh, Your Honor, he isn't guilty. Well, I haven't even said what he's accused of. It doesn't matter. I can tell because he just seems like a nice guy. I'm getting real good vibes from this guy. Well, on what grounds do you make this claim? (laughs) Um, the grounds of the the other lawyer guy didn't have a Leviticus suppositorius, which, as we all know, is the document of the, the proceedings for the court thing? What are you talking about? I suppose I should answer your question with another question. Should I not have worn this Kansas City Chiefs jersey to the courtroom? I should have worn a suit, huh? I find the defendant guilty. Is that bad? More from a courtroom in Oregon coming up. <laughs> the Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. Now, I wish this was the first time I was doing a story like this, but it's not. Rick, don't look at the story because I want you to be shocked. Okay, so this is a story about an Idaho mother of two. Her name's Catherine. And I think we've done, um, you know, I feel like we've probably talked about it a million times on this show. 
We've all been cheated on once, and you kind of have a feeling, you know, when you're being cheated on. So that was Catherine. Catherine claimed her husband was cheating on her. All right. Um, and she thought she was kind of going crazy. If you've ever been cheated on, you kind of feel like you're going crazy because you might not have all of the proof, but you have a little bit, and you're sitting there going, I know something's off. I can't figure out what it is, mm-hmm. but something's happening, right? So her grandmother was like, you ain't crazy. Something definitely is going on. So she shared all these clips about red flags between her husband and her mother. No. Ready for this? Oh. So she said, I was ignoring the signs because I didn't really want to believe it was happening. She said, the two people that I trusted the most in this world, something was going on. First thing she noticed that was odd was her husband and her mother started greeting each other differently. Instead of that little side hug you give, oh, hey, nice to see you. The mother would run in and wrap her arms around the husband's neck. And then he would swing her around in a circle and say hi and hug her tightly. Oh. Did he ram his tongue down her throat? Not yet. Okay. Sign number two. Yeah. He started twirling her hair at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Started giving her foot rubs. Oh, oh. God, no! Ex-husband, he's now ex-husband, started giving mom foot rubs in front of the wife. Then she said that on Valentine's Day, two days before she found out about the affair... He bought flowers for her, as well as the mom. So now, ready for this? Yeah. She said, the biggest red flag is that on multiple occasions, they would say, they both said, if their spouses passed away, that they would wind up with each other. So he was like saying in front of her, yeah, if you ever died and your dad died, me and your mom would totally get together. Uh, 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 oh, God. Whoa. Oh, oh it geez. gets better. I can tell she likes me by the way she stares. Yeah, I bet. So there's more. Are you ready for this? Oh, there's more. Yeah. Okay. So here's ultimately how she found out. So she, obviously, she said she's been brainwashed by her own mother from a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, when mom's really the bad guy, but she wants you to think she's the good guy. Right. So apparently, husband was a door dasher, okay? So husband's going out to do his door dashing. So she called him, and he would answer the phone. He was on FaceTime, and he kept looking over in the passenger seat as if somebody was there. But he wouldn't show her who was there. She had a feeling it was her mother, but she never had any proof. Finally, she calls her sister, who still lives at home with mom and dad. Sister confirms, yeah, your husband came and picked up mom, and she went door dashing with him, so they're door dashing together. So Is that what they call it now? Yeah. Oh, so my they went door God. Together. So she confronts them. She calls grandma. Grandma's like, you're not crazy. I've been seeing it, too. It's totally happening. We need to confront them. So they go to confront them. They deny it at first. And then they admit that they're having an affair. So mom, or daughter, excuse me, takes both her daughters. They have children together, by the way. Takes oh. the daughters, leaves. I'm divorcing you. See you later. Takes the kids. Off she goes. So mom immediately moves in with husband. Immediately. Not, oh my God, we're so sorry. Look what we did. We hurt you. No. Moves. Nah, it's my turn. Moves in with husband until the divorce was final. Husband got tired of mom. Kicks her out of the house. She goes back to her husband, the daughter's dad, and he openly takes her back. What? Um, Yes. Are you kidding me? Are you that stupid? What? You ruined the story. Oh, oh, dude. Idiot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, mom that was like 
totally. Oh. And, and it's not just that she was cheating. It's your mother, for God's sake. How could you do that? Yeah. No, she didn't go back to the husband. The mother went back to the dad. Yeah, no, I know that part. Yeah. But you're saying the daughter didn't go back to the husband? No, no, no. Oh, the dad. oh God, okay. No, no, no. I'm saying All that right. the, she left with the kids. She's gone. Now that gone. you've had your fling with the oh. son-in-law, yeah. let's so, get back together. No, right. but I could give a crap of the dumb husband of the yeah. stupid mother. Because the, the, the husband kicks her out and is like, oh, okay, I've had my fun with you. Bye. So then she goes crawling back to her husband, who happens to be Catherine's father, and the father takes the mother back. Catherine Oh, left. okay. So this isn't the mother. It's the mother-in-law of the son. Mother-in-law of the son. Oh, okay. All yes. right. They still it's don't, the daughter's mother. Still no excuse. Yeah, I know. That's what a betrayal. My God. Can you imagine? I mean, think about it. Your husband and your mom, like she said, the people you trust the most in your life. Right. Totally going behind your back and cheating on you. Uh, was she hot? I don't know. I didn't look at the pictures. I we, probably should have. Uh, oh, from the yeah. Sound- we need photos. Wait a minute. Let's look. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're looking? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, let, find what, out what, for what me. Do, how do I look that one up? Um, uh, just put like Idaho woman catches husband cheating with mother. <laughs> or catches a husband, yeah, cheating yeah, with mother. Yeah, yeah, I got it here. I want to see the pictures. I want to see what they look like too, because we've done stories like this before where it's been the girlfriend that's like, yeah, my husband Tyler sleeps with my Oh, God, mom. his wife, the mother, the, the wife, the, the, the wife? Yeah. She's 12. Yeah, she's young. On, okay, see. I see that. She was like a teenager. And they had twin daughters. I see her now. He is no looker. What's the big fight Neither over is him? she. Oh, my God, there's something wrong with her eyes. One's looking in the wrong direction. I want to know. Here it is, Smoke, right over here. So this what? is the two of them. This is the actual wife. What is the Wait, mother? No, no, sorry, that's not it. This is the actual wife. And that's the husband. They have two little twin baby okay, dogs. Okay, I got I was, both of them here. Where's yeah. the mom? I want to see what the mom looks like. I'm trying to find the mom. I got the husband and wife here. No, we try to find the mom. I can't even imagine though. That's uh, really terrible. Yeah, the wife. Uh, the wife looks uh, deranged just a little bit. The foot rubbing is what gets me. Like the foot rubbing. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. The foot rubbing. Like your. Hu- I can't imagine. Harold would never be this like. This guy. This dweeby guy. That's what I said. He has nothing to write home about. Why are they that's fighting over the- him? I don't know. I'd be All like, right. that's fine. I got two really beautiful uh, twin girls. I'll be fine on my own. You guys can go have a life. Right. Huh? I didn't, Rick found it. I didn't see it. I'll, if I can find it, I'll put it up. Um, speaking of horrible things like that, people are spilling their first date horrors. I love when we do this on the show. We do this fairly often because it's funny and horrifying at the same time. Are you ready for some of these? Rick, pay attention. Sure. Okay. Here's my favorite one. Oh, should I end with the really good one or should I? Okay, I'll end with the good one. End with the really good one. Radio rules. Okay, so here's the first one. We went for a walk on the beach. This is first date. Having a great time until he suddenly looked down and said, wow, you have really ugly feet. Oh. (laughs) Okay, not, I mean, pretty bad, but not the worst. That's pretty bad. Um... (laughs) We went to dinner and a movie, went back to her place, and I have two words for you. Pet gator. He said, nope, I'm out. Really? That's... The feet didn't do it for you? (laughs) Uh... Let's see. First 80% of the date was really nice, kind of awkward, cute first date. Then at the end, she pulled out her phone and started fighting with people on Twitter and narrating all of it to me as we were driving back from the date. That sounds fun. Um, I had an amazing date, went back to his place. The dude had a car bed, like a, a little car, race like car a, bed. Like the, race, the red one? Really? Did it have a steering wheel on the end? And then next to it was a little heart-shaped bed for the ladies that came to spend the night. <laughs> Get out of here. My God, man. Dust. Now here's the, the worst one. He seemed like a coo- cool guy. Then we went back to his house, and he showed me his poo blog. His, oh, really? You guys don't have one of those? A journal? I guess he blogged every I know time you he do. went poop. Yeah. 
Why they say would you're supposed to? Why? Yours Keep track is, of your health. Yours is digital, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, they got a whole app for everything. RateMyPoo.com. Stop it. No, I think that's not one. That one's actually real. No. Yeah. People post pictures of their doobies? Oh, for sure. Why would Chill, you do that? Chill. It's the internet. Why though? But because why you though? have the ability. Oh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. That's the worst. Hot ho. Hot ho. Hey, did you guys see uh, Gronk skydive yesterday? Yeah. Mm. I caught the tail end of it. I had to go back and look. Great he, idea. He was doing it for uh, veterans, Fox, um, for on Fox Sports. Um, they did their show from the Air Force Academy. So he decided he's going to skydive from 11,000 feet, which was pretty funny because when they interviewed him after the fact, you know, he's a pretty big dude. And he said, they told me to go. And I'm, in my brain, I'm going, go, jump. But he said his body froze. He, I couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He was like, he, my body wouldn't, they, they had to push him. Yeah, they pushed him, yeah. <laughs> they definitely pushed him. Go ahead, play it. <laughs> Look at Gronk. He looks a little nervous. nervous. Is that smelling salty? saucy? Oh, you can do Gronk it. Gronk ready to go. Oh, boy. He looks, he's breathing. You can see this a tandem jump. The other jumpers are going. Here we go. Gronk is next. <laughs> the one guy already went. Yeah, he's ain't moving. And here we go. Finally, they push him. 11,000 feet. You hear him? Yes. Screaming all the way down. And Gronk has landed. Wow. Thumbs up so he's safe and sound, folks. Welcome to the sky. Touchdown. Gronk's right. There we go. Yeah, that was a great idea. Great idea. You'd have to push me, too. I don't think I could do it. No, I couldn't do My it. My husband does stuff like that. Uh, I can't do uh, it. Uh, Sorry. Got me right out of that. All right, this is strange. This is a flight attendant that shared on TikTok uh, kind of a strange request that she had. A uh, passenger came to the back of the plane and told her he had a weird question to ask her. Did you hear about this? No. Mm. So he explained that his super mad girlfriend was fuming with him in the front of the plane. I guess they had gotten into a fight. Mm-hmm. And asked the crew member if she would be willing to make an announcement at the end of the flight. Oh, no. So he said, you could use fake names. So she gets on there and said, Sarah, Eric is really, really sorry, and he's looking forward to having an incredible weekend with you. She said that when she heard this, she got excited, thought it was so cute. But then she was like... I wonder what he did to make her so mad, right? Uh-oh. Reportedly, he told her something silly, they're not telling you exactly, and then brushed it off without further explanation. Hmm. Um, so she said, I told him, you must have done something pretty bad in order for you to be asking me for this grand gesture to right. say this thing over the intercom on the plane in front of a bunch of people. Um, for the most part, some people liked it, and but a lot of people were saying, you could have just made a spectacle out of something really serious, not knowing the situation. It depends on what he did. And I've read, and I've read, and I've read, and I cannot find out what the hell he did. What did he, he was do? fooling around with her mother. Oh. God, I hope not. Giving foot rubs <laughs> the other passengers. And it says here the girlfriend got even more mad. So it must be, because I feel like if it well, was yeah, something silly. Yeah, because he was silly, making light of whatever it was, yeah. If it was something silly, I could, I could see being like. Oh, that's cute. Okay, I can't be mad at you. It was All just right. a little silly You're fight. Just but kidding with your mother and my mother on you. No, but if it's something <laughs> serious like that, I can be like, you think that that's going to make me forgive you after what you did? Right, and then rush right? the cockpit, yeah. But if you need, <laughs> apparently this is a new thing they're doing, if you need relationship help. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. If you look to your right, you'll see some mountains. And if you look to your left, you'll see a lady in seat 4B who's really mad at her boyfriend. He doesn't show her any attention lately, and she's really feeling rejected. And now here's a message from our flight attendant. Hi folks, this is your flight attendant, and I just want to let the lady in seat 4B know that the guy in seat 4C is also angry because she was texting her ex-boyfriend late at night. And now a message from our other flight attendant, Gary. Hi folks, it's Gary, your flight attendant, and I just want to say that the guy in seat 4C shouldn't be so angry. It's her ex, and it was an innocent text exchange. I mean, her ex has moved on, and he has a family. The guy in seat 4C shouldn't be worried. This is your pilot speaking again. We know you have a choice which airline you air your relationship problems on, and we're glad you chose us. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestad. I never thought I'd mention her name again, but Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Remember her? Yes. Dr. Ruth? She's the sex Think doctor. About sex with more emotion. <laughs> I have an obligation to make a dent in this world. Mid 90, still talking about sex from morning to night. Wow. wow. She's still doing that, huh? <laughs> Dr. Ruth. I thought she died. That's what I thought. I guess not. She's not having sex anymore, is she? I mean, if she is, uh, God bless her. Governor Kathy Hochul uh, announced Friday Dr. Ruth Westheimer, known for her once prominent radio and television show, as Dr. Ruth pitched Hochul on a job last year. And the job was to work with uh, the lonely. Only the lonely. Oh, bless it. Yeah, she's going to be the honorary ambassador, Ruth Westheimer, to the homeless. Studies show individuals experiencing loneliness had a 32% higher risk of dying early, and we need leaders like Dr. Ruth to help address the critical component of our mental health crisis. The sexy homeless? That's what, yeah, Westheimer, 95 years old, was jubilant at the news. She said hallelujah, and then she had to go sleep for an hour. Yeah, I could see where she'd be tired. Yeah. So I'm deeply honored and promised the governor I will work day and night, or at least part of the day, okay, an hour a day, Maybe uh, with New Yorkers who feel lonely. I said homeless. I meant loneliness. So there. Loneliness. All right. So this lady in uh, where is this? Cape Cod. She got her. This is in Falmouth, Massachusetts. Danielle Alexandrov got herself a real heavy box delivered by you know the post office, and she's like, "What is this?" Opened it up. Twenty thousand dollars worth of scratch tickets. Oh. But she did what any good citizen, unlike Smokestack, would do. She took him to the lottery office. Yeah. Yeah. Good do good or goody good two shoes. You wouldn't do that. It's a joke, thinking it's like like joke tickets, until I looked at the receipt and it valued $20,000 worth of scratch tickets. Well, they're pretty much worthless, so, you know. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And then, as I'm discussing with, you know, um, one of my employees, we our values are like, do the next right thing. And so, uh, we look. Will you stop vocal frying and speak English? God. I'm not playing her anymore. Let's talk to the lottery official. That these tickets, until they're activated by a retail agent, there's really no value to them. If someone tried to take one of these tickets, it was a winning ticket, brought it to a retail location, there would be a message that would flag it and they'd be unable to cash the ticket. Yeah, she was arrested for using vocal fry. Uh, I hate when people talk like that. You can't understand a thing they're saying. What can I get you? I'd like a large coffee. Okay, so hot coffee? Hot coffee. Okay, room for cream? Totally leave room for Craig. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking like that? 
Because this is my voice. This is my voice. <laughs> Stupid. God, how ridiculous. Uh, I mean, she could have handed those tickets out for Christmas gifts. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. As I'm discussing with, you know, um, one of my employees, we our values are like, do the next right thing. And so. Uh, okay, yeah. But enough of her. There you go. I know you don't talk like that. Neither do you, because nobody actually talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> Tisha Campbell and her family were going through the their the late father. No. Oh. I don't think so. It doesn't say here. It says Tisha Campbell. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. It's, is it, what Tisha does she do? Cam- Tisha Campbell's an actor. She was on Martin. Okay. Martin. Anyway, uh, her and her family are going through her late father's things when they found a stash of porn DVDs. Well. They had a good oh. laugh and pose for a video with the DVDs, put it on Instagram so you can see it there. Tisha Campbell's dad probably should have done what they're suggesting most people do. <laughs> First of all, what do you have porn on discs for? Who, well, don't, I mean, who does that? old enough to have you know, before the internet. Really? On disc? Okay. Huh. I mean, anyway, uh, anyway, people think it's a good idea to choose someone before you die and give them the responsibility of deleting or destroying anything incriminating and embarrassing, such as porn, that you left behind. If you have to have somebody designated to get rid of your porn, you got a problem. Okay, you're just going to let the people go through your browser history when you pass? Well, are okay, you worried when about when, that? When you're dead, do you think you're going to go, oh, no, they're going to my drawer. Oh, no. I don't think you're going to care, but I guess they, they're worried about... Tarnishing the the family reputation. I yeah, mean, what whatever. do we need to do? Do we need to do something after you die? Rick, I'm gonna or do is- a scavenger hunt at my house where it's called Finders Keepers, and I let my friends have ten minutes to <laughs> grab whatever you like. <laughs> if you know me well enough, you'll know where all the good stuff is. Wow! Isn't there the internet now though? Why do you need hard copies? Of stuff? I don't know. Well, maybe he was keeping them for we're gonna go find value. You, you know, you're <laughs> sho- magazine you'd, you'd be shocked. My my dad was like the most. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, it it's just so. Sears sales guy. I mean, that's what he did for a He was just so, what's the word? It's just. Magoo? Yeah. It's okay. just like, he was just, uh, loved him to death, but he was just like, you know, didn't do anything. Just, just came home, went to work, came home, went to work, came yeah. home, went to work. I mean, it was, it was no. That was just very routine. When he passed away, I, I was in charge of cleaning out his drawers. Oh boy. How did that go? Saudi Arabian porn. You seemed to be something. It. Yeah. Yeah. Video, uh, video cassettes. Wait, so that was. Video cassettes. Well, think about it. He's. How old was your dad at the time, probably? I don't know. How old were you at the time? I was young. At a certain age. Still young, but, you know. So I guess everybody has their their forte or their... their... It's like in the house. I'm like, if he were alive, I would have said, Dad, you you hit it where my mom can see. I mean, it's like it was under the socks. But I guess she didn't touch anything there. Yeah, back in the day, wasn't like the VHS thing... Yeah, you said dial 1-800-CALL-NOW for Girls Gone Wild. You know what's scary is you just, I'm telling you, you just don't know people. You just, I found out, I mean, I'm not going to spill all on the air, but I what? found- What? No, you now have found, to now. No, I found out stuff about my parents after they passed. What? That was just, you sit there and your mouth opens and hits the ground. You're like, what? Okay, give me one thing. Just give me a nibble. Well, there's a reason why he had, not an excuse, but a reason why he had that in his drawer. Your parents weren't having sex. No, she didn't like it. She didn't like, not with him. She just, period. They were arranged marriage. They were? Yeah, oh. arranged in Cuba. Yeah, so they were wow. arranged in marriage. I and I remember when I, I asked I asked my uh, some of my close, her sister, I asked uh-huh. her, I said, well, what's, your what's, yeah, my aunt. And I asked her, what's, she go, oh, no, you see, your mother didn't like sex. She said it was, 
Really? I said, so my poor dad had to live celibate his entire marriage. Well, wait, and is he, was he the only nice person guy. she's ever done it with, though? If yeah, it was yes, life? yes. So maybe you should. It's like- probably the only time they ever done it is to have me. So I'm so screwed up. <laughs> I got the I got the test model. It was forced, and then you came out. And she's like, "I didn't even want you to be here." Yeah, pretty much. No, but they loved you, right? I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think so. I'm not sure because at some point, okay, while we're in it, let's just go for it. So at some point, this is the, after he passed away. My mother goes, "Well, I got you know." She wasn't taking it. She took it bad, but not as bad as I thought. And she was like, "Well, you know, I didn't want to get married. He did." I go, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I wanted to travel the world." I was like. So he held her back from her life dream. Well, I mean, I don't know if she, they just couldn't be together unless, you know, there was somebody around and they they had to get married because that's who they picked for each other. What? Yeah. yeah. Arranged marriages blow my brain. Yeah, well, it was arranged and any time they went on a date, which I think was twice. They'd have a chaperone? Chaperone. The mothers and the fathers would sit with them in the living room. What? In la sala. Oh, Why? Because that's the way it was done. You sit in la sala and you sit there and you watch them. How are you supposed to... You do, you, do you participate in the conversation, or are you? Oh just yeah, yeah. There? I'm sure they talked about Bustello or something. I'm not. <laughs> and you? Did they ever want to arrange a marriage for you? No, 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 no. They didn't know where I was half the time. No, okay. they totally flipped when they moved here. Oh, They're like we're so done f- with that now. Wow, that is. Ex- oh wow. Maybe, right. Maybe there was some sort of chemical imbalance, which is what you created, think what- <laughs> created you. <laughs> Great, thanks. Oh my God, don't. Follow the Rick Stacy Morning Show on Instagram at the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. How desperate are people that are trying to get Trump off ballots in certain states to hide what they're doing? What mm-hmm. kind of activity they're engaged in? Because you gotta be engaged in something. You gotta be protecting something to be this absolutely insane with Trump derangement syndrome. You really do. I mean, it's crazy. The Minnesota Supreme Court was the first in. That lawsuit got dismissed. They were using the 14th Amendment. Um, There's a clause in there that bars individuals who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against America who have aided those engaged in such activities from holding office. The lawsuit cites Trump's alleged involvement in the Capitol riots January 6th when he said this, Go there and burn down the Capitol! I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. See? Go down and burn stuff down and mm. punch people. Oh. So that didn't succeed, but there's two more out there. Uh, the judge in that case said there's no state statute that prohibits a major political party from placing on the presidential nomination primary ballot a president, a person or sending delegates to the national convention supporting a candidate who is ineligible to hold office. According to the Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice Natalie Hudson, the ruling potentially leaves open the possibility Trump could be kept off the ballot during the general election next November. So last month, a federal judge in New Hampshire also dismissed a lawsuit of similar type. Mm-hmm. But there's one in Colorado that is pending right now. The Trump lawyers said, hey, can you dismiss the suit? The other two have been dismissed. That sets a precedent, but not this one, because Colorado used to be a very conservative, uh, cool place to live. Now it's become a hellhole, where every, every blue state eventually becomes a hellhole. I know, I lived in New Jersey. 
So Citizens for Responsibility and six Colorado voters have filed a lawsuit to block Trump from appearing on the primary ballot. Really? So let me get this. Isn't this a free country where we get to vote who we want president? The people right. who vote for him through our, you know, of course, we're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. You know, we vote for our people who vote for them. Right. Or, you know, elect, electoral college. But, um, and there's a reason for that. And we get the president that we generally vote for. But the only but, reason people would want to block that is because they know he could win. But there's just some people full with so much hate. And they don't even realize, the ones that really, really hate Trump don't realize a lot of the hatred they have for Trump has been taught. You, you, you have been indoctrinated. You've been fooled. Mm-hmm. This morning alone, I read from USA Today who said, hey, Trump may be right about this World War III. He might be right about a lot of stuff. Then CNN, you had Chuck Todd on there going, yeah, well, Trump was right about Biden. I hate to tell you that. How many of- times after the fact have you heard, yeah, Trump might have been right? Yeah, quite a bit. Now, let me ask you something. Let's say for some crazy reason this does happen and Trump is not on the ballot. Who do you think the nominee is going to be? Oh, no, it wouldn't work like that. He would just not be in the ballot. I guess the only choice would be to vote for the Democrat or independent candidate. It would be JF, uh, Bobby, what's his name? Uh, Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay, the, the cook, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Jr. Wait, so we just wouldn't have a Republican candidate? I, I don't know what happens. It's never happened before in, that, I, that I've read in history. It's never happened before, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they, re- they can't replace him in that state. So what if... Oh, you mean that's in Justin, Colorado? Just you can't Col- do that. They have to be able to. No, they can do that. I mean, if, if if Trump actually did what they say he did, and they found him guilty of inciting, gee, I say that word a lot when I'm talking about people like Kamala Harris when she incited rioting with BLM, and mm-hmm. then of course there's Rashida Tlaib who just got censured mm-hmm. because she was inciting violence through her words, and I could go on and on. But Trump told people to go and march. Peacefully, to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. But he's inciting a riot by saying that. It's just that what kind of, what is going on? Hello. So, so could knows. we in the state of Florida make sure Joe Biden doesn't appear on the ballot? No. Well, we'd have to, he'd have to be um, convicted of corruption and treason. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, we know he's done that. They just which, won't convict him. Which is never going to happen because, where's my list? Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Not the list. God, this thing, we have to retype this. Because of the weak knee, feeble, fragile, timid, soft, fearful, spineless, spiritless, sissy, chicken-hearted, nerveless, chicken. gutless Republicans. Chicken-hearted is my yeah, favorite. Yeah, heart of a chicken. Poor chickens. Yeah. Speaking of election, authorities were um, hunting Thursday for whoever sent suspicious letters, including some containing fentanyl, to election officials in at least five states this week. Yep. They did their investigation and were able to notify us that, in fact, the envelope did contain trace amounts of fentanyl, um, similar to the envelope that we received in the August primary election. I'm happy to report that all of our staff are safe and sound. And after three hours of being evacuated, the team came back into the elections facility after, of course, it had been professionally cleaned and resumed processing for this general election. Funny, I didn't see this story uh, only in a couple of places. Why? Because it was a left-wing whack job that sent the letters. That's right. In the letter he wrote, end elections now. Stop giving power to the right. They don't deserve it. We're in charge now and there's no more need for them. (laughs) Wow. Great, thanks. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Okay, BlackRock. You want to explain BlackRock? I can say this. They managed $9.2 trillion in assets. Yeah, they're, the amount of money they have is only bested by the U.S. and China. 
They have more mon- money than like most countries. And they do all the financing for every big corporation you can imagine, from Home Depot to Target to... They own chunks of everything. I'm talking every major Pfizer outlet. Yeah, Pfizer. They got their finger in every single pie you could imagine. Man. And the CEO, Mr. Fink, who uh, runs BlackRock, is the guy that says we have to control behavior. In other words, if you didn't go DEI and your company, they're going to withhold lending from you. You know, and that's just me in simple terms. There's a lot more that goes into it, but basically, he was promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if you don't abide by that and done stupid things like Target just did to ruin their business and Bud Light and all that, then you're not going to get the money. And he said it. He said it in the conference. Wow. You heard it. So uh, looks like he's not immune though from this Hamas Israel thing, protesting in the lobby of the Black Rod Rock headquarters on Friday. Black Rock, Black Rock, you can't hide. We caught you with genocide. Black Rock, you can't hide. We caught you. Come on, give me a beatbox. What do they think he's gonna? What do they think this gonna happen? Dude, these 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 stupid eighteen to twenty four year olds. They don't know what they're protesting anymore. They have no idea. They, Black Rock, they make money. Let's go get them. You know, what we're doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. Yeah, the guy who manages $9.2 trillion is a communist. Anyways, the same thing happened in New York Times headquarters. New York Times, one of the most liberal newspapers in the country, their headquarters were smeared with blood as pro-Palestinian protesters went up there and did the same thing, yelling, you know, you can't hide, New York Times, New York, cha-cha-cha-cha, one, two, three, to the left and right. <laughs> so Piers Morgan uh, got into a discussion. I wish I had the guy's name because this guy's so right here, Piers. talking about Hamas and Israel. And Piers Morgan was reflecting on how much he adored Barack Obama, saying, you know, this is all our fault. And Israel shouldn't be doing what they're doing because they're causing to create more terrorists. And there's people that believe that crap because he's Mr. Slick. So here's Piers Morgan, who actually agrees with Barack Obama, talking to some guy I don't know his name. Sorry. Are we not, as Barack Obama warned, are we not creating here uh, just an, an opportunity for far greater radicalization of all those young Palestinians who watched their loved ones get killed? Why would we imagine that at the end of all this, they're going to want to do anything other than to become a new version of Hamas in wanting to exact revenge well, for what happened to their families. Hamas. Well, two things. One is, the, if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, but the second and more important thing is, your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution, and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims of the music festival, uh, a poor young German Jewish girl uh, who it seems was was raped and then uh, brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. 
Why was it that you can find, and anyone can find this online, uh, a crowd of ordinary Gazans, it wasn't uh, Hamas, it wasn't a Hamas rally, ordinary Gazans uh, uh, spitting on her body, uh, hitting her body, mutilating her body further as it went down the street. Does that strike you, Piers, as a uh, placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years? It doesn't seem like that to me. No. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, I'm glad he pointed that out. There's some stuff uh, that we can't even say on the air that's happened there. Oh, the I violence mean, is unbearable to even think about. Now, here's a liberal reporter from Canada. Canada, you know how Ca- Canada's got a communist, you know, prime minister and all that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Castro Trudeau, the Ill- illegitimate son of... Fidel Castro. And uh, she wouldn't say this unless she meant it. She went over to Israel and she was, uh, did she go into Gaza? I don't remember. She was between, I want to say she was somewhere in between there. She went into Israel, I know that. Well, here's what she had to say. Totally changed her mind when she actually went there and saw like what this guy's describing. You know, we've been on the ground here in Israel for the past several days and I've seen a lot. And frankly, this has been one big myth-busting trip. Let me tell you some of the things that we found out while we were here. The security wall, it's not a wall. It's a giant fence. Only about 5% of it is a wall. We found that Palestinians can actually freely come into Israel so long as they're not carrying any pipe bombs or explosive vests. They have to go through the sort of security that's akin to essentially going through an airport. You know who can't go the other way? They can't go into Zone A. They can't go into the Palestinian, uh, one part of the West Bank, that's according to, to essentially self-prohibition, but also because they know that if they go in there, there's a very good chance they will die. I'm a Christian. I really would have liked to see Bethlehem while I was here, you know, where my Lord and Savior was born. Can't. There's a giant minaret there right now. And actually, there are, there are posters all over the place of suicide bombers who are essentially exalted uh, by the populace around now Muslim-controlled Palestinian Bethlehem. Um, I, I should mention, by the way, that, that also behind Syrians there, uh, Syrian women who from ages 8 to 80 have been brutally raped by ISIS. I came here believing in the two-state solution. I really did. I am at a point now where I frankly do not. I believe in a one-state solution. I believe the only way that this little piece of sand, these rocks, will remain free is if Israelis are in control of it. Because I'm worried that if you allow any portion of the West Bank or otherwise to become under Palestinian PLO, essentially terrorist or let alone Hamas control, it's going to look like that. Yep. Wow. I Dude. know. I know. You're not being told the truth. Nope. All right, let's go to Chicago. Everybody comfortable? You might have had a bad day, a run of bad luck. At oh, least the Python didn't attack your junk. Okay, oh. that's the wrong intro, but uh, it's the same thing. They had a bad day. Let's play the right one first, though. Are we go back, back to Venezuela. Are we go back. Vamos para atrás. That's right. They're going back. Chicago's become. Listen to this. So, so okay. <laughs> These are migrants coming from Venezuela. I understand Venezuela's become an asshole. I mean, yeah. it used to be a nice country. It was very prosperous, a very rich oil country. And then, of course, slowly but surely, just as is happening here right now, socialists took over and then pretty much became a dictatorship. And now it's a big, dirty, no freedom hole in the ground. So they're all coming here. I understand why they would want to come here. But when you come here, um, your expectations are just a little bit too much, aren't they? 
these uh, Venezuelans came to Chicago and New York. Uh-huh. And now they're leaving. They're actually leaving. Why? <laughs> I'm supposed to live here? No, thanks. They took playgrounds away from children mm. in neighborhoods to create migrant shelters. Most of them are outside tent cities, but the main clubhouse, which used to be the bathrooms and the things for the kids, you know, where they kept all the sport equipment for the basketball court, that was turned into a, you know, migrant holding place where you can go in and get medical attention and all that. All the stuff that you can't get for free. So these Venezuelans came over and they go, this, this is where you stay? This is where I'm expected to sleep? Yeah, they arrived in Chicago te- from Texas, and some of them arrived in New York, and uh, they're saying, these are this winter is already cold. I'm going back. This stuff you built, I don't like it. Mm. And they're going back to Venezuela. How bad is it that you're going back they're to going Venezuela? They're going back to Venezuela? Yeah. They said the city is also full of crime and violence. He goes, there's no way that I feel safe here. At least 40 people in the last month have left Chicago's first district after just being here four months and are going back with the help of Catholic charities to Venezuela. Oh, you mean the government's not flying them back like they flew them in? Yeah, they said they're tiring of rubbing their hands together to keep warm. The food sucks. What do you want? What do you want to stay at the... You want I, need, to st- I, need, I need a dining time when I'm going to sit down and get my sit-down meal with a white tablecloth, and I want a menu, and I want to be able to order what I want. Well, Chicago house-style uh, hot dogs aren't for everyone. <laughs> wow. So in Sanford, driver, did you see the pictures of this guy ran into a house? Oh, dude, yeah, it's bad. Bless. Yesterday afternoon, this guy ran into a house, was having a medical episode, and uh, rescue crews responded about 2.45 p.m. to the wreck. This is in the 2500 block of Sanford Avenue. According to cops, the driver of the vehicle experienced a medical episode and crashed into a house. No one was injured. Quite, so a, cra- he, quite a crash, though. Is he okay, though? No, he, he's passed away. He passed <gasps> away. No. Yeah. Uh, but the car went halfway in the house, man. How lucky are and, you? Yeah. Do you know that 8% of millionaires consider, them, consider themselves rich? 8% consider... Come live my life. I'll tell you who's rich. New poll reveals about 60% of investors with a million or more in assets characterize themselves as upper middle class rather than rich. 31% say they are just middle class. Well, you know, not to defend millionaires, but why not? Um, you can be a millionaire and be living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Because let's say, let's say, unlike me or most of us in this room, you moved into a house, you got out of college, you worked a few years, you moved into a house. Let's say it's 1985. Mm-hmm. It's uh, how, what, how many years ago was that? A lot. Let's say you're close to paying your house off. Your house you bought for 250. Now it's worth 580. And if you're near Baldwin Park, you know it's 700. Yeah. So now all of a sudden your net worth, and that's liquid asset right there because once you sell that house, that's your money. So now you got 600 thousand dollars. And let's say you have property, you have uh, you know a little vacation thing somewhere. I'm talking about a bungalow in the middle of nowhere, right. and a few things. All you have to have is a few assets like that, right. plus the value of the equity in your home, and you're a millionaire. But yet you can't stop working because you can't feed your family. Right. Oof. So so the, so the name millionaire is kind of meh, you know. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say the rest of us that aren't millionaires can feed your family. So are they just living above their means? No, I'm just they don't consider themselves rich, which I understand. That's what I'm talking about with the story. Why is somebody calling you? I guess to consider yourself rich is that you have like a lot of disposable income. Like I'm so rich, I can do whatever I want. Whereas oh, I you can't know. because you everything your money's all tied up into something. I don't know what the reason is they they give here, but uh, some of them are making five hundred thousand to a million a year, and those are the ones that I think. Yeah, you're a millionaire, you're wealthy, but uh, I mean, barely. nicer stuff does cost more to maintain. 
Yeah, you keep buying. Jill's right. You keep buying stuff, and well, that's why that you know you've heard the term house poor. It's like you have a lot of money, you make a lot of money, but you buy a house that's at the top of your range, and you can't afford to do anything else. So it's like, hey, I got this huge house, and I make a lot of money, but it's all tied up in the house. Yeah, that's the other thing about like a lot of super rich folks that money is tied up in so many places. It's you're still living on credit. You know, you see people with Lamborghinis; they didn't buy that stuff cash. I'm sure some of them did. But maybe not. Uh, not I mean, not many. a lot. I like to do a uh, pretty woman thing and walk into a Porsche dealer. Just you know. buy it. Well, no. At first, I want to get rejected. I go in there in really crappy clothes. Oh yeah. yeah. Get the looks. You know, half maybe one of my legs of my jeans are torn completely in a okay. dirty shirt. Just so See they could say, they it's can very I, expensive. Can I help you? Mm-hmm. I don't think we have anything in your size. Right. Okay. Let's wrap this up. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. Uh, to be honest, I get help with this. Usually Jill helps me out, but this time it was smoke snack because Jill was out on Friday, so he collected some of these stories. So obviously they're going to be a little on the weird side. So, or interesting. <laughs> right. For, for, for guys like this, I love this kind of stuff. I mean, it's and only the, the fate lava of the lamp is controlling the world. <laughs> okay, that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> Let's go home and play Zelda. (laughs) So the the first one is how lava lamps control the internet security? Yeah, there's a random factor that they need to provide. What do you mean? Well, if you play the guy, he explains the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Lava lamps control the security of the entire internet. Lampster and Cloudflare's headquarters in Cloudflare is a DNS provider that basically provides security to millions of websites. A big part of security is encryption, and the basis for a lot of encryption algorithms that we use today depend a lot on random. Wait a minute, so... Can we have a nerd to you, normal you, translator? You okay, so you know how uh, you go on the internet and you don't get a virus every time you just go out there? Right. It's because a lot of websites have security. Right. And encryption. Okay, I get that. Okay, so the encryption depends on things being random. Okay. So in order to randomly encrypt something or jumble something, the computer has to randomly come up with something. They don't have a randomizer they can just throw it into and spin it? They're not very good. Gotcha. So that's why it uses the lava lamps. Okay. More of this gibberish that makes Jill's eyes. She not only rolled her eyes back, she went back and her seat almost fell. I flailed a little. that'll teach you to go on vacation. (laughs) Well, here we go. A little bit more of this. Randomness. The thing is, computers suck at generating really random numbers, so we have to think of another way to do this, and that's where the lava lamps come in by using their chaos to generate real randomness. If it's not unpredictable, then it's vulnerable to attacks. So how does a lava lamp... Because yeah, that's my question. My next question is how does the lava lamp make it random? Because the lava though? lamp is more random than the computer can generate. It, like you don't know where the goo well, is going to go? Yeah, because and so when a it, computer tries to generate something random, it'll almost be a pattern. Uh-huh. So it uses cameras to watch this wall of lava lamps, and the randomness of the lava lamps is what it bases its randomness yeah, of but its how encryption do you get, on. How do you get the... Oh, forget it. Why couldn't you do it on like just fish swimming in the ocean? That's pretty random. Yeah, because fish, can, you can okay. predict their behavioral patterns. Okay, so so it's so they use the. Let me let me ask. Try to make this. Oh, God, just go to no, the no. next so, one. So so you got ten lava lamps, and they're doing whatever the lava lamps do, and a photo of those ten lava lamps and where the position of the goo is uh, can't be duplicated, really, because it's Correct. so incredibly random. So it's almost like a fingerprint. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just or very a unique. It, See? Yeah, we it's didn't very need, unique. We didn't okay. need the nerd. The, the, the encryption of the domain of the INS. I got it now. I'm following. I'm with you. Thank yeah, I'm Rick just for that. To find fun stuff, you know. 
You could actually find stuff on the lot, internet for a change. I, I had a lot of fun. I don't know about Jill. I just had a, I pissed in my pants. I was so happy. That was great. All right. 60 minute segment on artificial intelligence. Also picked by Smokestack. Do you want to preface this with anything? Yeah. Listen very carefully because your future's at stake. What do you mean we don't know exactly how it works? It was designed by people. No, it wasn't. Is he talking about what? Artificial intelligence. Oh, AI. Okay, okay. What we did was we designed the learning algorithm. That's a bit like designing the principle of evolution. But when this learning algorithm then interacts with data, it produces complicated neural networks that are good at doing things, but we don't really understand exactly how they do those things. What are the implications of these systems autonomously writing their own computer code and executing their own computer code? That's a serious worry, right? So one of the ways in which these systems might escape control is by writing their own computer code to modify themselves. Ah, I see. Okay. So we're all going to die. All right. Moving on. Well, yeah, because if that... Well, he goes on. He's like, why can't you just pull the plug? And he's like... Because it's good enough to trick people. Oh, to convincing him not to pull the yes. plug? Really? Yeah. Don't pull the plug. Don't I mean, think about it. it. You get an email from your boss that says, hey, do this instead of this. You're like, okay. Okay. It can fake a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, you mean it could do it through like sending yes. you a fake email from your boss? Gotcha. Yes. The, like lately when bah. they run tests and try to get AI to do stuff, if it comes across things it can't do, it goes on those internet sites like Fiverr and hires someone to do it for them. Holy crap. Hmm. That hurts my head. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't look, I don't send emails anymore. I'll read them. So <laughs> finally, here's something I can understand. If dogs had podcast. Oh, this is funny. If dog, thank God. If dogs had a <laughs> podcast. So this girl is sniffing all up in my booty hole. Let's dude, and then it go, hits me. dude. I've seen this girl on OnlyFurs before. No way. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So I'm about to hit her with the Riz Dog 5000. And then the female human walks up and says, Oakley, time to go. What? What a red rocket block. Are you kidding That's me? That's what I said. But this was the most beautiful retriever I've ever seen in my life. So I had to hit her with the Riz. So I look back at her. I'm putting my leash on and I go, hey, baby. Stay golden. That's game. That's game, bro. That is yeah, game. Yeah, that's Let's so go. good, right? <laughs> Yo, speaking of golden retrievers, did you hear that Airbud's out for the season? No, not AB. Yeah, man, they put him on the injured reserve. Heartworm. Heartworm. <laughs> man, I wanted him to have such a good year. I know. And of course, all this happens the year that I take him first overall in my fantasy football. Ball? 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 That was weird. Uh, it's yeah, the Rick Vines while surfing on the internet, on the internet, on the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So this lady got a little upset. She's married. Thought her and her husband had the perfect marriage, and then she found out the whole reason why he originally came to talk to her. She's disgusted. She's actually considering divorcing her husband <gasps> when she found out that he originally pursued her as a part of a crude bet among men in their office yeah. who over who could take her virginity. <laughs> no. They wouldn't do that, guys. So I guess uh, working at a call center in her 20s, um, the I guess her coworkers were the ones that found out that she was still a virgin. So they came up with a bet, bunch of jerks, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's see. Let's see who in this office is going to, let's see, we'll make a bet and see if somebody can uh, can take her virginity. Because she was, you know, 20-something years old, and I guess they thought, oh, let's see who's going to be the lucky person. 
And so the woman, like you would if you have a close friend at work, didn't expect that information to be shared. She thought, oh, we were just talking, you know, the ladies talk or it's a guy friend at work. You know, they, you don't think they're going to go tell everybody. So these women knew about it? Yeah, she was having a conversation with them and it came up that she was still a virgin. So they, they, they knew. So they told everybody in they the office. They told everybody in the office. Oh. Well, then who are you bl- why are you blaming the guys? Yeah. Because then the guys made a bet of which yeah, one I of know, them could I take know, her but virginity. If, but if, if the woman had never said anything, it wouldn't They wouldn't happen. know. Yeah, I mean, I'd be mad at them too. So he came over to her and started talking to her and got her number. And she said, we talked for endless hours. And they, 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 they're married. And they have a family together. But when she found out that that's the whole reason he came over to her is because they placed a bet and said, hey, I bet you can't take a virginity. So now like, oh, what? Yeah, want so she got div- now she's getting divorced? She's considering divorcing her. Why? That happened back then? Now they're married and they fell in love, right? She said she was crushed. He said, you're being childish and you're overreacting. See, here's... Can I just give a little bit of advice? I agree she is overreacting, but whenever you point out to a woman that they're overreacting, like if Angie overreacts and oh, you yeah, say, yeah. calm down, you're overreacting, how does that go? Well, it's always like when a woman <laughs> says, it's fine. It's not fine. No, that's when it's, it's not. It's really not fine when they say it's fine. They yeah. just want you to think it's fine just to see what you do. I don't get that. Or if you get quiet, if they, if they just get quiet and don't say anything. What's oh, wrong? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah. she, and, and she's turned her back's turned to you, and she's sharpening the knife. You know, or if you're like you had plans and you you made it like a oh you know we're gonna go on it we're gonna have a date night together and we're gonna go do this it's gonna be so nice or we're gonna stay home and make you this nice dinner oh I was gonna go out the guys on that night we was gonna got a poker game over at old Schmo's house and Schmo's and then they're like oh well that's fine <laughs> well can, can, can we just do our date night on Friday. It's fine. It's Saturday and Friday. It's no big deal. Tell like you planned it for Saturday and when got everything and it's going to set the table and make it all nice for you. But whatever, it's fine. If you want to play poker, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's just good to know where I sit and in priority wise. <laughs> I know it because I've done it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, wow. what, what's up with that, Jill? Why do, why do you guys do that? I don't yeah. know. I think it's like a, a more of a, for me, it's more of a feeling hurt kind of thing. Like yeah. uh, I went through all this work and you knew I was putting all this effort into making dinner and it was special to me. And you didn't check with them first. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't normally go play poker and like out of the blue, he doesn't tell me you he's going to play poker. You just assume he doesn't have a busy schedule on certain nights? You if you're go- husband and wife, wouldn't you know each other's schedules and not last not minute necess- be like... Not wow. necessarily. I don't tell my wife exactly what I'm going to do every moment of the day. Maybe well, I'm not saying every moment of the day, but if it's a weekend and you normally spend, let's say Saturday's normally your date night. Mm-hmm. I could understand that. You know? I'll give you that one. And then it's like, oh, well, I was going to... which. Look, this has never happened with my husband. My husband is very kind, and I always say to him, I'm not your mom. You don't have to check with me. I try to play both sides so he doesn't think I'm crazy, even though he kind of knows I'm a little crazy. But <laughs> You crazy? No. Mm-mm. I'm worth it, though. Stable. I make up for it in other areas. But he'll say to me, uh, hey, what do we... I always know that something's coming. He'll go, what, what are we doing next Friday? Because he knows I hate going out on Fridays because Fridays right. are hard. Doing a morning right. show, you wake up early, and I'll be like, why? What are we, what are we doing? That's exactly what do you need my to response. Do? Yeah. Well, the, the guys want us to go out, and so and so and their wife, and they all want to go do the thing. Can we go for like a little bit? And he doesn't ask a lot of me. I will say that. So usually when he asks, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Or if it's just him, I'm like, do I have to go? No, sweet. Go ahead, have fun, because <laughs> then I could stay home. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but he'll always ask to be courteous. He won't just do it and be like, yeah, I already told them that I'm doing it. He'll go, yeah, let me check with Jill. Gotcha. Because it, I don't know if Angie does this with you. He puts me in charge of stuff. Like, he doesn't want to know this. He's like, don't tell me what we're doing when we're doing it, because then it stresses me out. I don't care. I have no plans anyway. So if you if we're doing something, just 
just plan it and just tell me where I need to be when I need to no, be there. No, I can't do that. No, no. My wife calls me and goes, so, um, oh, no. No, what? Yeah. <laughs> So what are so, we doing a week no, from Friday? No, it doesn't even Friday. get that far. I already know the tone of the voice. Oh, really? It's like, hey, I wanted to ask you. Oh, God. Yeah. What, you, what, what? You, what? What is it? Here's what you need to try. Because when I say that to Harold, if I say, question, or I wanted to ask you, he just fakes asleep wherever he happens to be standing. Yeah. Eyes shut, mouths open, and he fakes asleep, which means he doesn't want to do whatever I'm about to ask him to do. Works out. So All I right. should just pretend to be asleep? Just fake asleep. You'll learn. Give it a little bit. Yep. Fake asleep. First, the uh, the castration part of your uh, relationship. You've moved in Did the house. You, I know you turned in your old key for your old place. Did you have to turn in your cojones when you moved yeah, into the house? Yeah, that's gone. Yeah. I, or, no, no, I still have them. They're boiling those in water next week? Um, Stop. You're going to scare him because it's not like that. Nah, he's not going to no, scare him. No, I've lived with women before. It's not new. Yeah, but you've but never this, lived this with seems, this woman. Yeah. No, she's pretty good. Yeah, she's cool. She's I, pretty good. So far as you know. I mean, I want to put a stereo system and video games in here. No, I, the macrame and the knitting's going in here. You can have that corner. No, she's pretty good. She's pretty good about that. For now. She's pretty good about that. But there's some stuff I wins. will give her because there's a trade off. Okay, gotcha. Like the whole house? No, no, I mean, it's been a week. I haven't cooked or made my own food in. Oh, so she a does week. all of that, yeah. See, same with me. I cook dinner every single I night. I haven't put a single dish in the dishwasher. What are you doing? Okay, so yeah, let me exactly. Ask. What am I doing? You, you're looking up your uh, your. What are you doing? So now I, I'm. Well, I'm in charge of hanging things and mounting things and That's putting things a good thing. and checking things yeah. and sweeping and the trash taking and, the trash out. You're the trash taker out. Yeah, I do a lot of trash things. Now you know what goes a really long way. It's something Last really I was doing small. Spackling and painting. Something small that goes far. If she's making the dinner. If you offer to clean up the dinner, hey, honey, go sit down. I got it. I'll load the dishwasher and rinse the dishes off. You'd be surprised at how far that goes. Yeah, but there's an OCD level of, I notice you arrange these in the top rack in a way that's not conducive She's to that the one. flow. That's my husband, She's worked in retail me. a lot. You know, you gotcha. arrange the polos, you arrange the dishes. Gotcha. All right. You ever been embarrassed super, like, really, really bad, most embarrassing moment of your life? Do you have one? When I was younger. Yeah? Was it a trip and fall in front of people situation? It was, a, it was or? junior high. No, I... Um, I was playing baseball and my pants fell down to something. I don't remember. Oh no! Okay. Well, I took a swing and they just came. Right, they came right off. I mean, I had underwear on. You need a belt or something? You I hit to... the ball. Well, that's good. That, the problem was I fell after I tried to run. Yeah. Uh, here's nobody's an... watching the baseball anymore. Just the other ones. Rick's Heine. Here's some embarrassing moments that most of us can relate to and have been through at one point or another. First of all, what's going on over there? Why are you got a stack of papers in front of you? Nothing, nothing. Are you organizing some files No, I later? like to touch them. He's just got a whole stack of papers. Get on with it. I don't understand. You're not paying attention, though. I You're am. Fiddling. I'm looking right at you. What do you want? You want to go sit on your lap? <laughs> <laughs> she wants you to listen, not just hear her. I am listening, for God's <laughs> He's sake. He's organizing whilst listening. Um, have you ever tripped and fall? Trip and fall? Up the stairs, down the stairs, like Biden? No? None of that? Up the stairs, down the stairs. I've fallen before. It's pretty. Do you ever trip over nothing? I do that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you just kind of your your yeah. shoe gets stuck on the right. On the nothing's there. Nothing, no rock. No nothing. You, you look just like trip. a total idiot. You're yeah. a moron. Yeah, Dude, I that. caught my little toe in this toilet paper holder thing that was conveniently <laughs> placed in the way the other day. See, it's beginning. Okay. And then ahead. everybody does the same oh. thing. You turn around and look behind you, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> what was it? What did I trip over? What about uh, texting the wrong person? Oh yeah, I've done that. That's I the worst. I haven't done that one yet. I'm fortunate enough. This happened to me the other day. 
literally while we were on the cruise ship eating dinner, I tried to take a bite of something and the whole bite fell off the fork into my lap and then the <laughs> empty fork went into my mouth. Oh, yeah. No, see, I, I'll have it fall out of my mouth, which is almost worse because you were so close. All you had to do was close your mouth. <laughs> Here's another one I always do. The door that says pull and you push it or it says yeah, push and you pull yeah. it. Um, deep liking something on social media. You know what that is? No. So if you go through, I mean, I don't care if people do that to me. It doesn't bother me. It just lets you know that they are looking through your page. So let's say somebody goes and you, you know, on Instagram, for example. This picture, you you in a bikini from five years ago is pretty nice. Right. So you'll see, you could see who likes different photos. Right. And it'll say, you know, John Doe liked this photo. And then you scroll and there's 27 likes from John Doe. And it's on every single. Right. But he hits double tap on everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's on my bikini beach photos. Or you'll get someone that likes something from like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's have, but have you ever done that by accident? I'll be scrolling and looking through. It's usually on like a cooking page or a celebrity page or something, mm. and I want to see something and it'll it'll go back a couple of years. And just out of habit, I'll be like, Oh, I like that. I double tap and then I'm like, Oh God, what did I just do? And then I have to undo it so they don't think I'm crazy. Okay. But they um, already saw, and you know they've already put you in that box. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Or having food stuck in your teeth. I don't think that's that embarrassing. You ever step on somebody's foot and you say, ouch? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or you bump into them and you say, excuse me, or they say, excuse me? Uh, the, to- the We talk about this during the holidays every so often. Um, the Toy Hall of Fame, which I feel has gotten to be as bad as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's not really... Toys like anymore. The iPhone. <laughs> yeah, so these are actual toys, the ones from this year, so I'll give them that. Um, last year, I think it was Slinky, Lincoln Log, and I forget the third one. Kids don't play with those anymore. Elliot loves us. Sl- Slinkies are only funny if you got a set of stairs. Otherwise, they're yeah, boring. true. Lincoln Logs? Ki- still, kids still use those? I guess. What, did we, what were we supposed to do with those? Just build a log you cabin? You build a log cabin, then Abe Lincoln comes and gets in it. <laughs> <laughs> Abe Lincoln comes and gets in it. That's pretty much it. That's the attraction for the whole toy. Not the building of the cabin. It's Abe Lincoln walking into your cabin. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 